Navigating today's real estate market can be tricky. Do you want to buy a house, sell a house, stuck with a house and don't know what to do? Get the professional help you need. This is Florida Talk Real Estate with Jim DePola and Natalie Medina Rao. Call our team of experts now. 1-877-927-6969. This is Real Radio. Yeah, it sure is good to have you with us. Every single Saturday that you choose to be with us is a phenomenal day. It's Florida Talk Real Estate. We got two hours of infotainment. That's right. We'll take you till 11. And you're welcome to join us with your questions, comments, concerns in the world of real estate. Dial up toll free at 877-927-6969. And join us on Facebook Live. Florida Talk Real Estate on Facebook. Johnny C., that's me. I'm your air traffic control. Here's your starting lineup on a Saturday morning. Always got my guy, Jimmy D. Maybe we shouldn't today, though. Maybe just maybe. You'll, <laughs> find, it. You'll find out in a second. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Jim DiPolo with Antares International Realty Group. Keller Williams Preferred Partners, their top producing Keller Williams team, or uh, top producing team just really based on no matter where they would be. I'm telling you what, they would produce. But listen to the, listen to the melodious tones coming out of this guy today. Hey, Jimmy D., I'm trying not to cough right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, man. Are you dying? No, no. I'm not really that bad. Uh, I actually even went to the doctor and got the Z-Pack early this time. All right. Yeah, but uh, I'm not doing that great today. But, you know, got to play hurt. I, you, uh, hats off. <laughs> hats off. Do you sound worse than you feel? Yeah, actually, I sound probably a little worse than I feel. Okay, well, that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, so that's a good thing. Because if you, if you feel even half as bad as you sound, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I've been going through it myself for like two months. but uh, I know. I remember. I, I, know. Ho- I hope it's not long-lasting for you. Yeah, I hope so. So too. Ah, good to see you though, Jimmy yeah, thank D. Thank you. And thanks for coming in, playing hurt. It's always fantastic. We got the mortgage guy from the mortgage firm. Hello there, Mike Rao. Hey there, Johnny. Nice to see you. Uh, nice to see you. Thank you. Some, some. Uh, I thought good. Jim when I when I talked to him this morning, I was like, oh, he must have had a late night. So I think he's your you bachelor style right you're now, Jim. Poke? You think really. he played I, poker all night? I, no, I wish I uh, slept all last night. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was like, oh, he must have had a late night, no, but uh, I slept just under the weather. Yep. Well. Sorry about that. I probably would have called it today. I woke up this morning and I'm like, you know what? I'm calling it. And uh, then I realized I had to show a property afterwards. Mm. So I'm like, I got to get up to go do that anyway. So yeah. might as well just come here. You yeah. know, so, some days, and I, I hope today's one of those days, some days where you feel like I need to mail it in, like this is not a good day for me, a couple hours into your morning, you go, I should have just got up and went. Yeah. Yep. You know? Exactly. I've, I've been in that situation. And sometimes you go, I'm glad I'm home because <laughs> this is miserable. I just keep getting worse. I hope today turns out to be one of those days where you go, I'm glad I got up. It Absolutely. Could be, it could be one of your best shows ever. You could remember uh, Jordan playing with the flu? The flu. Yeah. 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 It could be yeah, like one exactly. of those moments, right. Jim. That's right. And then, uh, so audience, help me out today. Call in with as many questions as you have so I don't have to think. I love that. Right? I mean, uh, nice. I can answer your questions, but I don't have to think about how to go from subject to subject. That would be very helpful. Please. Uh, and it's it's great to have with us uh, for the first time this year and the first time in a yes. little while. Uh, what a pleasure to have Kenley Engelson with us. Krasker Law, pretty well represented. And of course, he's uh, the master of foreclosure defense. Kenley, Happy New Year. Nice to see happy you. Happy New Year to you. Good morning, everybody. Pleasure hey, to have morning. you with us. So pleasure glad to be to have- here. So glad to have you here today, uh, Kenley. Thank you. Uh, Kenley is, um, let me just start off with this. Um, Kenley um, is probably one of my top three uh, short sale stories is it <laughs> in there with one of my top three. My, my number one short sale story was the guy, you worked on this case too. Actually, 
two of the stories are the same customer, okay. right? But so you're involved in both of them. Yeah. So <laughs> you got two of the top three. Right. Yeah, two of the Pretty top cool. three, Not right? Bad. If you were doing the top kidding. three. So uh, what happened was is uh, this is back in the day uh, during the uh, crisis, mm-hmm. and um, we had a customer that needed to sell their house, and they had a very tough bank that you were working against, mm-hmm. and you had to go to a hearing several times in order to to delay the foreclosure because in Florida we have what's called the dual tracking system. So what that means is while you're going through a loan mod or a short sale, the bank has every right to take the house away from you because we're Florida, right? There are other states <laughs> where that doesn't happen. Yeah, it's a they race. Actually, yeah, it's yeah. a foot race. Yeah. And normally in other states, uh, they'll actually shut down the foreclosure process to see what's going to happen with the loan mod or the short sale, but not Florida, right? So. <laughs> So, uh, Although they will do that if you file bankruptcy, right? They'll they'll stay the uh, yeah, and and under some circumstances, if you have a loss mitigation package that's under review, there are a couple of steps that that can't go forward, but ah, otherwise okay. can. But normally, yeah, yeah. So people uh, people that are in trouble with their mortgage and saying that they're working with the bank and they haven't talked to a law firm, they can get in a lot of trouble because they don't understand that behind the scenes mm-hmm. while they're trying to save the house. There's a whole bunch of attorneys hired by the bank that are trying to take the house away from them at the same time. Yeah. But anyway, so what happened with this one case is is that uh, uh, Kinley had already gone to the hearing like two times, two or three times, and the judge kept saying, "No way, not happening again. <laughs> you gotta, uh, you got to, um, you got to close this out by this set date, this uh, date that the judge set." I was going to say arbitrary, but that sounds bad. So uh, what ended up happening was is that we needed another delay, and it was because um, we were supposed to close on a certain date, and then we found out that the electrical panel um, um, did not meet code. It was an mm-hmm. FPE electrical panel with aluminum wires, so they couldn't get the, the new buyers couldn't get insurance for the house. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had to rip out the electrical panel, put it back in, and the owner was willing to do that and pay it out of their pocket, which was amazing because usually that's a couple grand, right? Uh, yeah, it's between twelve hundred and two thousand yeah. dollars, and uh, they were able to pull that off mm-hmm. uh, financially to make it happen. But we didn't have the time, yeah, because uh, we found out on Friday and we were supposed to be closing <laughs> on Monday. So I begged. Kinley, please go to another, you know, set up an emergency hearing. He's like, the judge already told us no way three times. And I'm saying, please, please just, just do it. So you you did not because I told you to, but you said, okay. And uh, he didn't know what was going to happen. I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember uh, I brought, uh, I brought to the hearing, the buyers, the buyers, kids, the buyers, real estate agent, who's now a Keller Williams agent. He came over after Mm -hmm. this, right? And uh, the buyer's real estate agent, and we're all sitting in that room. And yeah. back then, you know, they invested looked, a lot into it. Looks, yeah, they were sad, like kids. four kids. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> and they, they were, it was like the perfect family too, right? Because they had like young kids and a teenage kid and all this. Here's a story. And uh, they were first-time home buyers, and they had already invested a significant amount into the uh, into the short sale because they paid for their inspection and their appraisal, and they'd done all the mm-hmm. stuff they were supposed to do. And everybody was working towards the sale. Nobody was delaying. There was no craziness. We just need this new panel. We just need, and, yeah. but we already had so many delays. So what happened was, is uh, the judge was there, and when it came to our case, we all stood up, and everybody was wanting because in those hearings back in the day, it's really just attorneys, bank attorneys, defense attorneys, and the judge. There was rarely 
Yeah, usually the the uh, owners uh, or the bank representatives don't show up. So we were all there, <laughs> and we stood up, and the judge is like, what's going on here? And I'm like, your honor, I just brought everybody here because if you don't if you don't extend this date, this is the family that you're turning down. Right? Yeah, and I basically genius. They say, and I said, this is a family you're turning down. This is their first home. They spent a lot of money. All we need is a few more days. The electrical panel was done over the weekend because mm. it was a Friday. We were meeting them early the next week. I go, we're just waiting for the permit to be signed off on so that we can get this thing closed out. And and we, so he got the extension. <laughs> he gave us one more. He wasn't happy. He gave us, but that wasn't the end of the story. So that was. Well, you know, this, I, I've heard this story before, but I think that's the first time I realized that you brought in the buyer. Family, yeah. Not, not, the, not, not the seller. Not, not Kinley's clients. <laughs> yeah. No. Not the defendants in the case, but you brought in the family of the people who were buying I wanted the, home. the judge to yeah. see the family that they were turning down because it's so easy because they're so overwhelmed with cases and they have very strict guidelines on to clear that docket at the time so it was and, very easy for them to always say no right and they already gave us a bunch of breaks mm -hmm. so it isn't like the judge was being a jerk but well, we yeah. needed one more but break there's a difference between a number <laughs> a case file you know what i mean and a literal family the innocent family who's right. done nothing wrong right. they're just trying to buy the house and right. all they need yeah. is another week and a half well, yeah, they, they really invested money into yeah. it yeah yeah and then Genius, uh, that, that's Genius. that's that's what actually sold the judge is yeah. that i look they they've lost a thousand dollars if you walk away on this or roughly a thousand dollars and that's money they really don't have because this is their first time home buyer. So now they're going to have to spend it again. And they've done nothing other so, than try to buy a house. Right. So oh. here's the bad thing. <laughs> and they're going to lose it if you don't give them one more day, sir. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. It's uh -huh. like, what are you going to do now, right? So then what happened was, <laughs> then what happened? Oh, and the funny part was when I was walking out, one of the attorneys turned to another attorney and goes, who was that guy? And he goes, that's a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> who was Which that I thought was funny. But then that what, So we had the hearing and I'm like, oh. It's done. I can't believe it. Then the phone call came the day of the closing. Oh, no. The, the, the realtor calls back and he goes, hey, uh, we need an extension. And I go, we can't have an extension. Are you kidding me? No way. What's going on? He goes, well, my guy's got emergency gallbladder surgery. Oh, my God. He wow. had gallstones. And I didn't even know. I was totally panicking, right? Because my seller was at risk of having a deficiency, not waived. There was all this stuff going on. You're like, we'll bring the papers to there you go. Well, the hospital. I, <laughs> I ran down the hallway to try to entitle, and I said, what are we going to do? And try to title. Glenda is awesome. Yeah, she the is. paralegal for Trident. She says, is he under anesthesia yet? <laughs> right? And I go, I don't know. And I'm on the phone. He's like, is he under anesthesia yet? And he's like, no, but the. They're all scrubbed up and they're holding their hands up with the gloves <laughs> on. <laughs> Hotel mold. And I'm like, well, just hold on. We'll be right. Where is it? It's like, we'll be right over there. So get in the helicopter. He was in the gurney. <laughs> he was in the gurney in the hallway with tears streaming down his face. And it wasn't just that he was happy he was buying his house because he thought he lost He's it. He's in pain because he He's needs the gallbladder He's in tremendous pain because yeah. he needs the gallbladder surgery. Ooh, oh, and, um, and he signed away his life. Yes. And, uh, he doesn't the, even care what he's signing. He's like, where do you want it? And, and, again, want it? and again, the nurse turned to one of the medical people and goes, who is that person? And the guy goes, that's my realtor. That's his agent. <laughs> that's a commercial. I know. Isn't that so yes. funny? I love that. So Kinley's in my that's top funny. two uh, short sale stories all time. All right. it's, like a, it's like a John cool. Grisham novel or something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's the, so the crazy. Courtroom. Well, the buildup, I'm thinking, well, Kinley's just got a good relationship with the judge, obviously. Right? Because that can work. Mm-hmm. 
in the in the world where there's an attorney and a judge, yeah. sometimes just a relationship can get you a long way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's important to be straight with a judge. Yeah. And, and honestly, our firm has a lot of good credibility. Yeah, with of course. The courts so that's you know, that's there's do. that's a good position to come into when yeah. you're going to ask for a favor of the court. Yeah. Uh, but I love how you just piled on. You're like, we're just right. going to throw everything we can. <laughs> is the uh, is that judge still around? I don't even I think, remember which judge it was. If, if it, I believe the judge is not uh, in. Um, oh, was he one of those? Um, was like, he one of the round robin judges that came in to deal with all I, the mess? I believe so. Back okay. then, Mike, the, there were so many foreclosures that they brought in like uh, retired judges and yeah. all kind of judges from other parts of the state mm-hmm. to come down here to deal with the crisis. Yeah. So not everybody, which made it even worse because they weren't part. I mean, yeah. judges have to do what they have to do, but they're they're not like an integral part of local, you know, local area. They don't live here, yeah. you know. And of course they wouldn't have known to, about your reputation. Yeah, yeah, true. So, right. true. But so, but anyway, it worked out. So I, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. So Crazy. that was very, very cool. cool. Hey, um, I we're going to talk a little bit about mortgage interest rates today because I read something that was kind of interesting and uh, Mike was going to like this much better than some of the stuff we always talk about uh, with the interest rates. We're going to talk about you know how we talked about the lowest interest rate ever recorded, yep. right? Um, that number changed again on the chart, so I don't know why I'm, I'm, I keep getting this different number. But um, what I found is a new thing where they talked about the average interest rate for the whole year and how that ranks compared to year to year. Okay, And I, I like thought that. that was more interesting yeah. for the whole year to see because, you know, you go up and down mm-hmm. during the year. But we're going to talk a little bit about that. Cool. We're also going to talk a little bit about distressed uh, homeowners that are stressed out about their mortgage payments because we got Kinley here. <laughs> uh, Kinley, how long have you been doing uh, foreclosure defense and Since foreclosure 2012. Stuff? Yeah, so he's been doing it quite a while, and we're going to have him uh, working on that. But before we get into that, do you mind if we put uh, Dominic on the phone? I, I think, think Dominic's that sounds there, right? great. Yeah, he I sure is. I think it's open house time. 877-927-6969. It is toll free. Dominic's taking advantage of it to tell us about an open house today. Hey there, brother. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing today? Hey, Dominic. Are you going to hustle like I did on that short sale today and sell that house? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know if I can match that. I'm not going to be making any drives to no hospitals, having someone sign their life away. I'm going to get someone to sign a contract. Whatever (laughs) means necessary. I was going to say, I bet you you would, Dominic, if that opportunity presented Uh itself. That's right. You don't know that you would, but you would because I can coach you to say, okay, this is what you got to do now. So now you go to the hospital. The hospital? Yeah, Yeah, you go to the hospital. When you got to start asking people if they're under anesthesia, you know you're a real realtor. That's right. (laughs) Uh, You know you're a real realtor when you're going to the hospital to get the signature, but it's from the brain surgeon about to go into surgery. There you go. (laughs) You're like, doctor, we got to close now on your multi-million dollar jumbo loan. <laughs> so, Dominic, um, where are you holding the open house today? Yeah, I'm hosting the open house at 7082 Lake Island Drive. It's in uh, North Tree, which is an excellent neighborhood, very quiet, you know, great neighbors, uh, A-rated school district. Just to give you a you know, perspective on the school districts there, it's uh, Manatee Elementary, Chris McCall, and Park Vista. Uh, I live in North Tree as well, and I went to Park Vista, and, I mean, when I got out there early, I would be able to get home before a song on my, you know, phone even ended. So that's how close you are to wow. the school. Wow. Um, and then just the house itself, it's uh, 2,200 square feet living, uh, which is one of the biggest houses in the whole neighborhood. It's a quarter acre lot. So North Tree, it has the, uh, just the uh, zero lot line lots and then just the regular lots. Uh, this is a quarter acre one, which is also one of the biggest ones. 
So it has a large patio and then still plenty of backyard space. Uh, it's a three-bedroom, two-bath, uh, beautiful wood flooring throughout, upgraded kitchen with the countertops and appliances, the AC is 2017. Uh, and, yeah, just good-sized bedrooms and, you know, excellent overall house. Um, and what is the price uh, price point for that, the asking price? It's at 370 right now, and we're going to be hosting the open house from 12 to 3 today. 12 to 3. Okay, excellent. So, um, 12 to 3? Yeah, so usually I do them <laughs> 1 to 4. But, That's uh, what I'm saying. I request that. that I start at 12. Sure, no problem. So, so, so 12 to 3. Uh, there's no gate, right? No gate at all. Yeah, okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to – North Tree is a giant circle. So when you enter the neighborhood, you're going to make a left, and you're just going to follow the road down. Uh, you'll see my signs, and it's going to be on your left-hand uh, side. Where's this property? I'm, I'm not following it at all. Like, I... It's North Tree is over in Boynton Beach. It's okay, on, in uh, Boynton. Is it on Boynton Beach Boulevard or Wilbright? I forget. No, it's on Jog between uh, between La Chalet and Hypo. Oh, so La Chalet and Hypo Luxor. Park Vista High School. Yeah, if you know where Park Vista High School is, it's literally right across the street from uh, the school. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Boynton. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, the whole time I'm, I'm not. I'm just guessing what city it was in. I'm like, I have no idea where this is. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. So Dominic. Um. Um. So it's from twelve to three. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm playing a little hurt today. My head is a little <laughs> cloudy. So we're. Uh. It's twelve to three, and it's seven oh eight two. Repeat the address Lake again. Drive. Lake Island Drive. 7082 Lake Island Drive, Lake Worth, Florida. Yeah, you got to go out and check out the house. It's a, it's a really nice house. And that quarter acre lot in North, North Tree, that's a really unusual feature. Um, and you can't buy yeah. land, right? So it's one of the best lots in the yeah. neighborhood. So you got to well, go you out are. there and check you're, you're it out. You're buying the land with, well, I guess with that, the house. That's a good point. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what yeah. I was thinking of. Like, I say, can't make land. Renting that land. You can't make land, I was going to say. <laughs> They're not making any more of it. <laughs> I'm making some right now. <laughs> I, I feel like I have a fever right now. I'm hallucinating. <laughs> But anyway, um, thank you, Dominic, and go out there. How's the weather down in Boynton? Because it's a little rainy up here. <clears throat> it's a little rainy up here. Uh, I can check because I was out early this morning, but I didn't see. Let me just open up my window. <laughs> 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 oh, I mean, it's pretty sunny out. So we're, we're looking good. I had okay. nice just, just on my drive over, I got the rain and the yeah. sun. I got everything. Yeah. So Did you pretty, see the double typical. rainbow? Did you see no, the double rainbow? No, I was watching the road. Oh, you know. There was a double rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad you weren't filming, right? <laughs> right. Double rainbow! <laughs> I know, exactly. Well, Dominic, thank you so much. And don't forget to call me to give me feedback when you're done. Okay? And don't forget mm-hmm. to sell that house. Sell it. Yeah. Sell it. Good luck today, Dominic. Thank you, brother. Uh, Scott's got an open house, too. Yes, he does. He's Ah, busy, too. Man, that's always the case with the Florida Talk Real Estate team out there busting their humps for you. 877-927-6969. Toll free. Scott, use it. Still working. Hey there, Scott. Good morning. Welcome. You're on Florida Talk Real Estate. Hey, guys. Good morning. Uh, Somebody keep an eye on Jimmy D over there. It sounds like uh, he's about to fall out of the chair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, these are the days I'm wishing we had the one-hour show instead of the two-hour show. <laughs> that can happen. No, I don't want to do that, I don't think. I, is, I was thinking about it. It is warm in here, and then you're you're dressed like you're trying to sweat out the I know, and fever I feel or like something. I'm, I feel like I'm sweating right now. Well, so. I'm sweating, too, and I'm yeah. not sick. So, <laughs> so Scott, um, you have an open house also. Where's your open house at? 
I'm going to be up in Jensen Beach at 2670 Northeast Pinecrest Lakes Boulevard. I love that um, house. That's just on the north side of the St. Lucie River, east of US-1, um, really close to the Treasure Coast Mall. A great location, super unique home. Um, I'm not going to list off every upgrade, that so we'd be here for like 30 minutes. But a couple of cool features. It's a three-bedroom, three-bath, two-car garage on an acre lot, which is uncommon for that neighborhood. It's got two patios, one in the front, one in the back. It's got mango trees everywhere. It's got an in-ground 500-gallon propane tank, tankless hot water heater, uh, remodeled kitchen, outdoor kitchen, jacuzzi. Uh, by the way, the uh, homeowner's out of town, and it's got a jacuzzi. I could be in there after <laughs> two o'clock, so the open house. <laughs> but no, great house, uh, super clean. Um, the the owner has it decorated very contemporary. The furniture is also negotiable. Uh, great location, very unique property for Jensen Beach. Uh, we're going to be out there today from eleven to two, and again, that's at twenty six seventy Northeast Pinecrest uh, Pinecrest Lakes Boulevard in Jensen Beach. Excellent. Um, Scott, do me a favor, go out and sell that house also. <laughs> okay. And uh, I know that you... You're going to body, man. I hope you feel better. Yeah, thank you, Scott. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Bob. Okay, Good luck give out me there a today. call. Let me know what happens. There, okay. There he is out there. You get that information uh, on Florida Talk Real Estate Facebook. And uh, we are Facebook Live every Saturday. And uh, will that be on the featured properties at FloridaTalkRealEstate.com, Jimmy D? Yes, go to FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. You see featured properties down at the bottom. You could also go to Florida Talk Real Estate Facebook page where we're live right now. Say hello, everybody. Hey, yeah. we're hello, live everybody. on Facebook. Yeah. Hello. And, and, of course, while you're there, make sure you give it a like so you can get the running for the monthly drawing. This month it's going to be a $200 Visa gift card. Like the page at Florida Talk Real Estate on Facebook. And if you leave a review... Not uh, only customer reviews, but maybe a review of the show. If you've like, ah, well, I've never, never worked with anybody on the team. You can leave a review on the show. That's cool. You get an extra entry. And if you're not on Facebook, just go to FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. You'll see the contact information, bottom left-hand corner. Reach out in the email of the hotline, 888-973-7828. And just say, I'm not on Facebook, but I would like to get involved with your raffle. Yep, it's that easy. And... Um uh, wanted to give a couple of shout-outs just uh, real quick. Um, we had an unusual week this week because we had two deals fall apart from the last time we were on the show last week until this week, which is really unusual for us. Um, I just wanted to give a shout-out to both sellers because they handled it very, um, very calmly because they felt they were in good hands, which I really appreciate. It's always disappointing when a deal falls apart. Sure. Um, um, Scott had one, and Scott... You know, uh, Scott threw it back on the market. We made our phone calls because it was multiple offers. We made phone calls to the people that didn't win the first time. And he put it on a contract like 36 hours after um, after the deal fell apart. Why did so it no fall apart? Deal. Was that uh, just inspection stuff Actually, or I don't, financing? Or? I don't know the answer to that, uh, but it did fall apart. And then ours, I had one that fell apart. And... Um, what happened with that one was it was a financed offer. We took a very high price because we had a bidding war, but uh, it was the smallest unit in the community. And then we found out it had a it's a townhome and it had a bad roof. <coughs> and um, because of the bad roof, we weren't going to be able to get financing right away. And the buyer was already kind of acting a little twitchy about the inspection and stuff anyway. He and um, I was getting a little. I was getting a little uh, cold feet 
about whether this was going to close anyway. Then when we had the bad roof, we knew that there was going to be an issue that we had to deal with. So they wanted to walk away, but I was very happy that they did walk away because what happened was, and this is something I want to talk to you about, Mike, is um, we had the smallest unit in the communities, but we had one of the highest prices. And we were able to get it because I knew we could because of the price points of, you know, in the county. I knew I could go and go out and get it, but this was a finance deal. So when the appraiser came out, uh, we didn't find out the roof was bad until the day the appraiser came out. So when the appraiser came out, he was a really nice person, but they said, uh, hey, how do you expect me to make these numbers work? And I said, well, we have a new AC and new appliances and new this and new that. And the guy's like, yeah, but your unit is like 900 square feet roughly. And everything else is 1,300 square feet, which is a big difference, right? <laughs> yeah. Percentage-wise, yeah, 50%. 50%, right? Well, especially if you're priced, and you're priced we were, higher than those guys? Some of them. Oh. <laughs> I got it. Oh. So I told I, that's what I told the appraiser was. Uh, he was very polite. He's like, look, I'm really struggling here. And I'm like, yeah, but I got it three times. What did you, you tell know? him? Did you use the metric system? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say anything. I was like, I was bracing. I, I had to brace the seller after that. After we left, I had to brace the seller. And I'm like, look, I don't think it's going to appraise. You got to. And we knew when we were going forward with it that we knew we were really asking at the upper price. And then we got it really fast. Were the uh, were the other sales maybe older, a little bit older outside of uh, three no, to six months? No, really? no. So, um, <laughs> And there wasn't a unit like this sold for two years because there's only like uh, only like 10 percent of the community have this tiny unit. Yeah. So none of them, none of the tiny units sold, only the bigger units. So then what happened was, is while we're waiting for the appraisal the day after the appraiser came out, but we didn't get the results, we were able to um, we were able um, the buyer started getting cold feet and they started asking a lot of stuff that was very they were just not being realistic anymore. So finally I said, do you really want to stay in this deal or not? Yeah. And they were like, no, we really don't. And I'm like, that's okay. I got many other people that want to buy this unit. Let's just let it go. The, the buy, the seller, Todd, uh, he handled it very, very well, was very calm through the whole thing, was willing to pay for the brand new roof. So we have, he's now putting on a brand new roof on the property, um, which we're hoping is going to help with the appraisal because most of the, um, Roofs in that neighborhood are 16 years or older, and ours is going to be brand new. So that's going to help out a lot. That's a big ticket item that will definitely help. Help out a lot. I don't know what so, the ROI is on the, on a on a roof versus appraised value. Well, good point. I, I don't know either, but we don't have to worry about it now because what happened was, is congratulations to Todd, so this is the shout-out to Todd, is that we put him under contract again, but this time we did it with a cash buyer. Oh. No appraisal, don't have to worry about it. Now, he did take less about uh, 7000 less than he was going to get with the appraisal. But I was afraid the appraisal was going to come in 15 low, maybe. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. I, I was bracing myself for that. You never got the appraisal? No, thank God. Okay. Uh, that's one of the things I was really happy because I didn't want the appraisal to come out because it was FHA. So that FHA appraisal could attach to the property. With so another FHA buyer, that. yeah. So <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about that. Let's just say we got the appraisal that came in low. Yep. And then the buyer go, and then the seller goes, well, I'm not selling my house for that. Right. And then we put it back on the market, and then we got another FHA buyer. Yep. 
Would that appraisal stick with the property yeah. or would it not? 90 days. 90 days it stays. So the the appraisal, when you when you order it on an FHA loan, it goes into FHA system and attaches to the property for 90 days. So that appraisal, if, if somebody else goes to order an appraisal, or actually you pull an FHA case number, they're going to realize in the system that it's already got an appraisal that was done in the last 90 days and you use that appraisal. So, so it's actually an opportunity. If the, Let's say the deal fell apart for some other reason right? But the, mm-hmm. the appraisal was fine. You kind of have an opportunity to get an appraisal. You, you already mm-hmm. know the appraised value, right? You know so you don't number. have to wait around for the appraisal. Sometimes you can even use that if it's already been paid for. It depends. Sometimes that, that appraisal fee will transfer to the new uh, mm-hmm. to the new buyer. But huh. there's an opportunity there to get a free appraisal for, for the new buyer. And, and sometimes I would take advantage of that, but I knew we were going to get creamed on this one. Yeah. So I was like, I just don't want to I don't want to do that. I this think time. the uh, if you had a low appraisal and you weren't happy with it and it was FHA, then you need to the the real the listing agent needs to be thinking, hey, maybe we we cut out FHA offers for the next ninety days and wait for wait for a conventional or cash offer. Right. Or VA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or USDA, if you're in that zone. And I was going to say, VA is the same thing? No. Okay, so it's just FHA. Just FHA. Yeah. I thought VA had the same thing, but not conventional. They, they have a similar logging system, but I don't think the appraisal sticks with the property okay. on VA. So that, that, that's I might a, be wrong about that. I don't, right, I, we have I'd to have check to into it. I yeah. threw you under the bus there. Yeah. So. <laughs> no. so, but anyway, congratulations to Todd. So he got a great offer. And that's a good offer, too. Cash offer, you usually expect. Maybe to be a, a little bigger, lower a bigger anyway. gap, right? Yeah, a much bigger gap. And the other thing was is that um, because we had the inspection, we turned the inspection over to the new buyer uh, because we had permission to do that from the seller. Mm-hmm. We don't always do that, only with the seller permission. But um, because the seller was able to give the buyer an inspection that was two weeks old, and he said, I fixed this, I fixed this, I fixed this, mm-hmm. and so I'm putting the roof on, okay. uh, that they had a seven day inspection period, but they didn't use it. So it's just going to go straight through with no inspection. I'm, I'm curious about the decision on the roof. Cause I would think like normally you wouldn't advise a seller. You just say, Hey, let's adjust the price one way or maybe do give a credit or something and let them deal with the roof once they own the home. Well, right? I'm so excited because I finally found an appraiser that will come on air to talk about being an appraiser and what it's like being an appraiser and how appraisers <clears throat> think and oh. how they use the federal guidelines. Okay. Johnny, for three years now, four years, I've been asking appraisers over and over again, will you come on the show? Will you come on the show? We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to get that perspective of the appraiser to come on. I think it would be great for the customers, you know, for the listeners to call in sometimes sure. with questions. Yeah. It'd be great. Everybody's terrified. Nobody would come on the radio show. Nobody. Okay. Then I found this uh, one appraiser who goes, I'll come on. I'm just going to talk about the federal guidelines. I'm not going to talk specific properties or anything and i'm like that's what i want you to talk about yeah because i have so many questions i like to ask on air not to beat them up or anything but to ask them on air hey what happens when this happens what happens when that happens you know how does this work what make you know how do you look at it you know from an appraiser perspective so it's going to be great we're going to have him on sometime in february or march awesome yeah so i'm excited about yeah, that yeah cool. that would be good i know, I know yeah, you've listen, been working for we a have long time. Uh, we have an example i know you say the appraisals that you know it's a little bit of uh um it's an art, not a science. It's an art, not a science. You use that term. Yeah. And I kind of, I push back on that a little bit because I think there is kind of a science to it because they're looking at comps and they're looking at adjustments. But real world example, we just, there's another deal that Scott had where the buyer's financing became problematic with who they're going with. You guys mm-hmm. kicked them over to me or That's convinced right. them to come over. Mm-hmm. That deal's closing next week. 
So we saved that loan, right? Save a loan. Uh, but we also had to get a new appraisal, and those two appraisals came back at different numbers. They did. Yeah. But the second appraisal came out okay. They've, our our appraisal came out just fine. We proceed mm-hmm. with every, you know, per the terms of the current contract. And initially, you guys had to do some renegotiation because that other appraisal didn't. And Let so me, it just, and this happens to be a multifamily, it, so I can see it's a little bit more, maybe there is a yeah, little bit more art than there. Yeah, but you know what? This is a perfect example because I forgot about that, Mike. This is a perfect example of showing um, the difference between just picking any mortgage company and going with somebody like Mike Rao from the mortgage firm, okay? Mm-hmm. This guy um, was very difficult. The buyer was very difficult. And I'm, not, and I'm not saying that he was being a jerk, but he had been drugged through the mud. And from his perspective, he had been drugged through the mud with the mortgage company that he was working with. And they kept saying that they were going to give him the loan, and they didn't. And he felt he was highly qualified for the loan, but they just weren't going to give him the loan. And they kept saying they were going to, so they kept kicking the can down the road. Give us another week. Give us another two weeks. Give us another three weeks. And this was going on for a while, and it was getting the seller, who's an investor, really, really upset. So now then he started wanting to, he said, look, the house has been off the market for a long time. I want you to give us a bigger deposit. I want some of that deposit to be hard, which means I'm getting that money whether you close or not because I don't trust you're going to close anymore. There was all this stuff going on. The buyer was like, I'm not doing that because he was an investor. Both sides very savvy. <laughs> yeah. Right? They so were both, neither yeah. side wants to give an inch. Nobody did. And I understand, And to be honest with you, from looking from the outside, being objective, understood the seller's point of view 100%, understood the buyer's point of view 100%. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying to Scott when he was going through all this hell, go to Mike, get the guy to Mike, get the guy to Mike. So finally, finally, he finally caved in and went to Mike. And Mike, what was it? Five days? You got the loan? I mean, you got you knew that you were going to get the within a few days. Within a few days, and listen, it was very complicated. Yes, I saw. I see why the other lender had issues. Issues, like you said, he thought he was eminently qualified. He's used to dealing in more commercial style lending, where you basically it's still kind of like, do you trust me type thing? You know, a couple of things, and do you trust me to pay it back? Of course, it's going to perform. Uh, so he thinks he's qualified. You know, like piece of cake. And he's not. He's a, he's on the edge as far according to the rules that we have to go by. But I did get everything vetted, and I told you guys, yeah, we can get it done. Just give me a little time to, you know, give me an extension, give me some time, and let's make it happen. And I think you you only needed like twenty something days to turn it around. Well, I wanted, so I wanted three weeks, right. uh, but then you guys negotiated for another week, right? So I ended up only getting two weeks to, to get the oh, loan really? turned around. I yeah, oh, yeah. I thought I gave you four weeks. We no. gave you two? Yeah, oh. so it was just but like... But you're I doing was like, it? Well, Are you making it? No, we're closing close wow. on, on uh, Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. No pressure, yeah. no well, diamonds, yeah, right? No right. pressure, no, no diamonds. But, it, but it's... And, and the, the funny thing was, you said he felt like he was dragged through the mud. And I don't think he was, but he's just not used to kind of the, the rigorous kind of... Uh, examination that we do he, right? he yeah. owns several multifamily properties and he's done you know this many isn't many his first, and yeah, he's got, this he's is got not many, his first many, rodeo he's self-employed but he's also got you know five different businesses managing all these rental properties and it's just you know it's not uh it wasn't super complicated to figure out because it's rental properties right it's not like he's right. got these other businesses doing things but um you know, he brought that baggage, you know, that feeling that he got from the other lender. He kind of brought that into when I was asking him for stuff. And he's like, mm. oh, my God, I've already given everything. I'm like, listen, I that wasn't me. Not to right? me. Yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> that wasn't I me. I just so met you. I was like, listen, I just please give me this stuff. We're going to get this done. But I need you to 
just cooperate and he just he didn't want to the entire time but he's going to be happy now that we're you know. yeah we're finally going to close yeah. it and uh scott uh did great because he had a uh, uh make everybody happy all the time which was not easy in this case so it all worked out great and talk about the pressure being on they're like yeah. mike can you can, can you do it can you do it i know can you right can you <laughs> listen i'm gonna get this and everyone's like because they're all basically relying especially on the seller side like he's already thinking this guy can't get it. He can't, why can't, you know, he, he's not getting the financing. That's yeah. why he wanted to earn his money to go hard. Cause he's just like, I want to cover my base. I don't want to be yeah. jerked around anymore. And so then it's like, so Mike says he can do it. So Mike better get it done. And better. This, this yeah. probably would have turned into an escrow dispute because they were both sophisticated and one had an expectation. The other one had an expectation and they were both going to lawyer up Yep. and it was going to be messy. Yep. And I really didn't want that to happen either because that sucks us into the lawyer life, which I don't like. Kaylee Kegels, I love you. I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're both very savvy. They're like, oh, no, I got my guy on retainer. It's fine. Uh, yeah. I, I was it, like, it, yeah, but you're going to be fighting over the next two yeah. years? They're like, yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. like, all right. If I have to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that it's all working out for everybody. Uh, I, I want to leave off on this because I'd like to take a break. But um, we are uh, have a lot of multifamily properties Uh uh, duplexes, triplexes, quadruplexes either coming up or already on market. We have a great triplex. Uh, that's another shout out uh, to Karen Rodney and Rita. Uh, they're selling their triplex in uh, Palm Beach Gardens. Uh, it's collecting, let's see, $3,300 a month in rent between the three units. They're all two ones. What a cool great. little area, too. I, yeah. I, I looked at it on the map. I was like, holy cow, it's like there's a whole street. Of multifamily homes. Yep. Was the builder like, uh, did a builder come through there at I, some point? I don't know, but what I did was, is when we got the multifamily, the first thing I did, because it took a while for us to put it on the market, so we knew we had the listing, but we had to wait weeks and weeks to put it on the market. So uh, I went and did a map of from the property appraiser of all the properties around there, and Scott helped me uh, basically skip trace all the owners. Yeah. And all the landlords, and we started calling up all the landlords saying, hey, we got, you know, you already got a rental property, you know, in this neighborhood. Do you want mm -hmm. another one? And uh, we got a couple of nibbles on that. Uh, nothing solid yet. Yeah. But uh, this is a great unit for a first-time home buyer yes. or a home buyer that wants to move into one unit and then uh, rent out the other two because of the neighborhood yeah. and where it's located. It's so cl It's on Palm Beach Gardens. Uh, in Palm Beach Gardens, it's so close to 95. So if you need the commute, it's right there. But across the street is a Publix. There's all this other great stuff uh, surrounding it, um, so that so that the renters they can walk for shopping and they have uh, public transportation if they need that kind of stuff. Um, it's a really good unit, and uh, we got it on the market for 399, uh, which the numbers work at 399. So you got to come over and uh, take a look at this. So if you're interested in multifamily, you got to give us a call because this is going to be for Florida Talk Real Estate and Tories International. It's going to be the year of multifamily uh, for a large part of it because we just feel that market is so strong and I really want to get heavily involved in that. But uh, we're also going to be doing a seminar, a multifamily seminar um, on February 8th at our office at the Keller Williams office on Okeechobee and Jog, which is a Saturday. February 8th. So right after the show, we're all going to be going to my office and we're going to sit down and this is going to be awesome because what we're going to do during that seminar is we're going to have properties that we've already vetted out to say that these are what's called the cap rate of how much money you can make on these properties. And then Mike's going to talk about financing. 
We're going to have Jarrett there, Jarrett Perry from the Perry CPA Group, to talk about uh, accounting and understanding the math behind uh, multifamily so that you know that you're doing the right thing. We're going to un- teach you the two most important mathematical formulas for a rental property, which is your capitalization rate, your cap rate, but also your cash on cash return in case you're doing financing. Because um, if you're doing cash, um, if you're buying the house cash, um, the formula is a little different than if you were to get a mortgage because now you have an extra cost, which is the mortgage payment. So, sure. so that's called cash on cash return. We're going to teach you all of that. And we're just going to special, we're going to have, um, we're hoping to have Ross Camaronets from Brightway Insurance and one of his representatives there to talk about um, insuring your multifamily and making sure that you're doing it the right way. You're going to have two different types of insurance policies to deal with. Uh, if you're living there, you're going to insure the property a little differently than if you're just using it as a rental property. So we're going to be, and we're hoping to have the law office of Polly Krasker there to talk about possibly joint ventures. So we just had, uh, we missed out on this opportunity because we couldn't get everything together quickly enough, but there was a really great 16-unit rental property in West Palm. If I was positioned right at that time, I would have uh, joined forces with Jared or somebody and bought it in a second, but we just didn't have the time because we found out too late. But um, with that property, it would have been great to put two or three people, maybe four people together, create a joint venture or an LLC, and then uh, take that and then buy the unit. We already checked with Mike. If you do it the right way, you can get a loan with the LLC. Mike's already done the research. So I'm really excited about this. So February 8th, we're going to be putting more information on Facebook. If you're interested in this, all you got to do is go to floridatalkrealestate.com and either fill out the contact form in the bottom left-hand corner now, the, the contact form, call us at the 888 number, or send us an email and say, hey, I want in, and uh, we're going to do it. I know we were talking about the tax deed sales last year. We haven't done that yet. That'll probably be the second seminar. And we're going to try to hold these seminars once a month now, Johnny. Was the uh, was the feeling of demand for that not really there? Because there, that, that a just kind of dissolved. There's a lot of moving parts to it. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was a little more complicated. I felt this was an easier access point for people. And it, if people want to do something right now, this is something they could do right now, right? I want to buy a multifamily. We map out a plan. We write, map out the finances. We map out everything. Well, the beautiful thing is, and you kind of highlighted <laughs> and it we too, for, do a, it. for a first-time home buyer, Mike has talked about this in the past, FHA, you can account for what that rent is going to be towards your income when you're trying to apply for a loan for that home. Yeah, you can do that conventional too, but the, the beauty of the FHA option is that you get in with 3.5% three three down. down. And we're gonna yeah. maybe we're going to use that. Uh, we're we're going to take a break right now. We're going to talk with Kinley about mortgage stress because mm-hmm. I read a very interesting article, and we're going to talk about that. And then after that, after that break, then we're going to go back to the multifamily and talk maybe a little bit about numbers. Okay. Um, and how that works, because it's really, really interesting. And let me tell you, if you want to build wealth, this is a great way, great way to start your wealth building career. And I feel it's much safer than uh, the vagaries of the stock market and things like that. And we'll go over that a little bit. 877-927-6969. That is your toll-free number to join us. If you'd like to get involved with the conversation or you have a question, do not hesitate. We're back four minutes from now. Thanks for being with us on a Saturday. It's Florida Talk Real Estate. Florida Talk Real Estate is also a .com. It's your one-stop real estate shop. Always remember that. 
we got four minutes, and we get back to it on a Saturday. Two hours of infotainment, Florida Talk Real Estate, right here on Real Radio. This is Florida Talk Real Estate with Jim DePola and Natalie Medina Rao. Got a question for a real estate pro? Call us live at 877-927-6969. This is Real Radio. Yeah, it is, and that is your toll-free number. Go ahead and use that if you got questions, comments, concerns in the world of real estate. Some of the things we're talking about, don't be shy. You join us, 877-927-6969. And you always have access to the entire team. If you're not comfortable coming on air with your questions or if you need some expertise, remember Florida Talk Real Estate. That's a .com. It's your one-stop real estate shop. Your access to the entire team. Pros, pros, they're experts in their field. And they are all together. One stop. Your one-stop real estate shop. FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. We're on Facebook. Florida Talk Real Estate. Facebook Live on a Saturday. Thanks for being with us. Lots of access. I'm Johnny C., your air traffic control. Jim is with me just about every Saturday, even Saturdays when he maybe shouldn't be. <laughs> like today. <laughs> yeah. Antares International Realty Group, Keller Williams Preferred Partners. They're a top producing Keller Williams team. Uh, he is uh, some of the best of the best, no doubt about it. Jimmy D., how are you? Good morning, Johnny. Mike Rao is the mortgage guy from the mortgage firm. Speaking of the best of the best, hello, my friend. Oh, thank you for that, Johnny. And uh, and uh, we have just power players everywhere, every turn on this show. And it's been a while since we've been able to say good morning and welcome. Happy New Year to Kinley Engelson with the law offices of Paul A. Krasker. Krasker Law, he's a... Foreclosure defense wizard. Hello, my friend. And happy new year to you. How are you doing today? Fantastic. How long can we officially say that, Kenley, in your opinion? <laughs> happy new year, I'll say maybe till the fifteenth. Okay. I'll <laughs> see. I'm good to I'm good through all the way through January. January, that's kind of been my benchmark, yeah. but yeah. I, I like to get everybody's opinion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you can say something nice to somebody, it's all year long. If you want to say go. happy new year or May, why why not? True. Right? You could just True. do uh, you know, happy January. Happy yeah, February. happy May. Yeah. yeah, happy February. Nice to see you. Yeah, yeah. nice to see you. Hey, uh, we happy, got a lot. Happy playoffs. Oh, happy, happy, happy NFL playoffs today. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, yeah. good games. Remember, you can listen. Maybe that's why the- Dominic cut short his uh, his open house because <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wants to watch some football. Yeah, Dom- <laughs> Dominic is a football guy too, so maybe uh, that's exactly what he's doing. Remember, you can listen to uh, NFL primetime action, including the postseason and the Super Bowl, all right here on Real Radio. That's right. Did not yeah. know that. Yeah, we got all your prime time, all year long. That's pretty cool. You ought to put so, it on the big screen at these houses for the open house and just have people come in. I and like the way you it. think, Kinley. Yeah. <laughs> so um, last week, Kinley, um, we had talked about um, stats. Let me, mm-hmm. I got them right here. In All fact, right. uh, we were talking about some stats about how many distressed sales there were in November in Palm Beach County, mm. right? So uh, there was only like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find which county. Hold on, sorry, bear with me here because I'm always organized. Okay, so uh, it was very small, so I I wanted to go over this, but then I wanted to tell you about something that happened. There was a guy that called last week because of us talking about this, and we're going to try to help him out. I got to call him today. Uh, So, Joe, when when I'm off the show, I have a show of property, and when I'm done with that, I'm going to give you a call because he is in trouble. But I'm glad that you're here today because I want to ask you a question, advice mm -hmm. about this guy. 
So you say distress sale. So that's short sales <clears throat> or foreclosure. Or, is it the foreclosure auction or bank owned bank property? Owned, that's bank sold? owned property, okay. not the foreclosure auction. Okay. So these so are just the amount of, right. So these are already taken uh, back. Mm-hmm. The house is already taken back by the lender, and then they're reselling it. Uh, I forget what the number was. It wasn't much, right? No. It was less, very, less than it forty was or something small. like that. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, it was small. I'm trying to find out here. Hold on. We're talking Palm Beach County. Palm Beach County only, but it was pretty much the same in each county. Yeah, pretty much. Percentage-wise. I mean, Martin County's probably like six in Martin County. Because there's only 50-something sales <laughs> right, in a exactly. month, right? Yeah. I wish all our sales could be counted in Martin County because I'd be like the biggest agent ever, right? Because <laughs> I'd be like one-fifth of all the sales every month, right, if I added all this stuff up. Um, but anyway, I can't I can't see it here right now, of course, because let's just make it up. So going. say say it was. Oh, here it is. Oh, okay. All right. So no last month in November, we had uh, th- last month in November 2019, we had 34 uh, foreclosure sales, and we had nine short sales. Right. So that's a total of 43 mm-hmm. in the whole okay. county. Right. Which is uh, uh, foreclosures, that's a 6.3% change over last year. Increase or decrease? Uh, increase, but it went from 32 to 34 because we're talking such small numbers, right, so right. this percentage doesn't really matter. And short sales actually went uh, down from 16 in November 2018 to 9 of this year. Hmm. But, you know, that's that's just vagary um, yeah. things, variances. So... Um, so there aren't that many people that are actually getting to the point where they're losing their house or walking mm-hmm. away from their house, but that doesn't mean that people aren't in stress, right? Yeah, it could and be dangling, know, right? Absolutely. Um, and there's so many statistics that Johnny brings up and mm-hmm. I bring up also that show that people are in a lot more stress sometimes than actually can be seen from the big picture, which is credit card debt is the highest amount ever. We have the highest That's from default. That consumer confidence. I know, right? Hey, I'm so confident. Let's charge <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, let's just charge it. Yeah. Then they have uh, more defaults on cars mm-hmm. than ever in the history. Even during the crisis, we're defaulting more on car loans than we were during the uh, wow. crisis of yeah. 2008, 2009 forward. Back then, they had to keep their car to live in. Right, exactly, right? <laughs> so now they got the house, so they're Can't like, I've got to the car. So people are in defaults on their car. We have very high credit card debt. Don't even want to talk about student loan, right? Mm-hmm. That's just totally crazy what people's happening with student loan is that um, bubble growing i mean it feels like it's kind of holding right now but it's not coming well down. the student loan debt is actually going up because when we started talking about this you know it was at like 900 billion and now we're at like 1.6 trillion oh so it know? is still i mean going it's up. going yeah. up and up and up yeah. that could uh, be for the student loan because people have i mean there's a lot of talk of dealing with student loan debt right at the at the federal mm-hmm. level like mm-hmm. We got to do something like you hear that as kind of one of the the talking points on on these platforms. So maybe people are thinking like, oh, they're going to take care of it so, at some point. Let me go to school. Yeah, <laughs> let me go to school. Don't worry about the debt. Yeah, really. I know. At some point, so, it'll get taken care it's of. It's so crazy. So, um, so we know that there's all these uh, pressure points that people are experiencing in their day to day finances, right? For mm-hmm. m- most people. And then I just read a report that the uh, amount of stress people are having with their mortgages, meaning do you get stressed out about making your mortgage payment every month? That's going up a little bit right now. So we're seeing that, right, as a pressure point. So um, I know that uh, the law office of Polly Krasker is one of the best at foreclosure defense, making sure people get loan mods, short sales, Mm -hmm. uh, dealing with their house Mm -hmm. instead of just letting the bank decide what they're going to do. 
And it's very, this is very heady stuff that you got to deal with because if you just let, if you just throw up your hands, go, I'm just going to let the bank do what they want to me and I'm going to live here for free as long as I can. We know that's not a good situation because then the bank could do whatever they want as far as how much money you're going to owe them after they take the house back, which is called the deficiency. That's true. Right? Yeah. Uh, basically, what happens is if, if you are holding the bank's feet to the fire uh, during a foreclosure case, then they have to provide you with all sorts of proof, provide the court with all sorts of proof of the, of the calculations, the note, the mortgage, the, the default letter, and things like that. And it, it can be a complicated process, and it can be a time-consuming process. Got to keep that, that yeah, mic right in front there, of my yeah, face yeah, and stop yeah, moving don't, the don't face. Use yeah, right. yeah, don't use me as an example. Use me and Mike as an example. Nobody wants to right. listen to me yeah. anyway. <laughs> right. Um, so that, that can help people by giving them time to come up with other alternatives because every foreclosure case can travel two roads. One is go to court and fight about stuff, and the other is can't we find a solution to it? And the typical solution is a modification of, of some sort or another. Mm -hmm. you, you provide... The, your financial situation, the facts of your hardship to the bank, and the bank puts it into their, their process and determines what is the best modification or other loss mitigation that they can offer you. Um, you mentioned the, the difficulty with uh, stress for folks. It seems to me that one aspect is that back when the HAMP modifications were being offered, typically the calculation was that a mortgage payment for principal interest taxes and insurance 31%. Should, should be about 31% <laughs> of that. the gross household income. That's before your taxes are paid. It's you, know, you and your spouse or anybody else contributing to the um, uh, household income. A lot of times now that HAMP is gone, banks are using 40% mm -hmm. as the calculation that's a lot of money coming yeah. out. And again, that's, and that's before, before taxes. taxes yeah. Right. So that's and taxes are typically twenty percent right. or so of your income. And that's still take. less than what we allow. <clears throat> as far as well, yeah. debt right. to you, income. Right. right. You wouldn't give a loan yeah. on that, right? No, we would, yeah. You would give a loan at forty percent? Yeah. Oh, you would. Yeah, yeah. forty five. Oh, that's right. Wow. Okay. That's I'm sorry. That's why he but said it's less a, than what he would that, that's but right. it's a stressor. It's a, you know, that's a lot of money coming out and it makes you worried about making your payment. Well that's uh, it, that's I, that's where you I think you draw the line where you if you want to be house poor or not. Yeah. Right? Do yeah. I want all my obligation, all my money to go I, to paying for this home? I mean, I have that conversation with people all the time is like I'm gonna tell you a number, but I want you to have your own number. Right. Like and I, I often say, Well, so what are you paying right now? And right. how, does that, how does that leave you as far as being able to right. save money? Like, how, where are you from a budget perspective? And right. I, I try to get people to think on that level because sometimes it's like, oh, I qualify for that. All right, let's go, let's go <laughs> shopping. Team. Right. And I'll, you know, that's fine as long as you understand exactly your, your budget. Yeah. Now, your budget. Um, what happened last week when we started talking about this last week with George Miller? We had a guy named Joe call up, and it's a very interesting case. Mm -hmm. So I want, I'm okay. glad that you're here because I was going to call you next week anyway <laughs> to right. find out what to do because I'm 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 going to talk to him today. So here's the thing: he called us like a year ago, and he owned he owned some land outright. Okay, not worth very much, but then he had his homestead, mm -hmm. and his homestead is a very modest home up in Fort Pierce, and he was in big trouble with it at the time, and somebody was offering him money to buy a cash, and there was equity in the house, it mm -hmm. appears, okay. uh, at least last year. 
And he didn't take it because he felt it was too low and he didn't know where he was going to live afterwards. He couldn't see a path to get out, you know, after he sold his house, what was going to happen to me now? Well, he called me up in a panic after last week's show and he said, hey, I'm losing my house because of forced place insurance. Ah, yeah. So what happened was apparently is um, with the forced. Sorry about that. Uh, with the four, with the four, I'm giving it all I've got. I know. Kind of I know. My throat. Is and bad you always today. talk over it and around it. And you're killing me. Dude. So uh, forced forced place insurance. What that means is is if your house is in some kind of disrepair, the roof is past its useful life. There's some kind of structural problem or something. The bank has the right to. Um, the bank has the right to increase the insurance payment. Can I elaborate on that a little sure. bit for you, Jimmy? Sure. Um, what hap- what I have seen happen a lot mm-hmm. is somebody has damage to the property, and if there is a dispute as to whether insurance will cover that, then the house goes into disrepair. Often the dam- mm-hmm. damage snowballs. Mm-hmm. Um, because they can't get conventional insurance, they don't have any insurance, when you have no insurance, the mortgage company has the right to get its own insurance, but it's typically two or three times what you would ordinarily pay for insurance. A lot of times that puts people over the amount that they can afford on a monthly basis. Way over. And that, that uh, insurance that the bank gets, then they keep getting, although you have the option to try to get it yourself, but sometimes you can't, they keep getting it for, for months or years as the foreclosure case goes, and it adds and adds and adds to what you have to pay back when you get either a modification or a reinstatement or try to refinance. It's very difficult. So, and, and on top of this, because of the income and his credit is poor, mm-hmm. he couldn't just refi. Like he couldn't just right. refi to get the damage taken care of because he has equity in the house. So now he, this is my big question. He called me when he called me last mm-hmm. week. He goes, the sale date is February 20th. Mm, Wow. Okay. Right. That's the sale date. Yeah. Now he does have equity. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be going up and looking at that house. And Mm -hmm. based on what I see, I'm going to tell him, look, your best path in order to get this house sold is going to be, we need to go to a cash investor Mm -hmm. and have an investor come in and buy the house. Now the investor is not going to pay full market value for the house. They're going to pay a discount on that because they um, have to make a profit. Mm-hmm. But this is where one of the times where having an investor in your pool of buyers is actually a benefit to the seller, because a lot of times like, why am I gonna sell my house under value? Because you're losing your house on February 19th or February 20th mm-hmm. uh, to the sale date, and we need to stop that sale date. So you either so get something or you get nothing. You get right? nothing. And maybe owe even more. And maybe owe money yeah. on top of it. So yeah. take the money and run when you can. Right. Yeah. Play, playing that out just a little bit more. Sure. If it goes to sale on the 20th, there would be the court auction. And you're right that ordinarily um, the auction does not generate as much money as a sa- conventional sale or an investor sale. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there is a surplus at the auction after the mortgage and, and all sorts of other expenses are paid, then the owner gets to keep that service. Emphasis on if. Yeah, yes. and there's a lot of costs involved, though, because there's all the fees for the court yeah. fees to do the auction and all of that stuff. Yep. And if you can avoid that, that's money in your pocket. Yeah. So you try to get as much. All I'm trying to do at this point is get the most money in his pocket right. yeah. as possible. Now, he owns the two pieces of land outright, mm-hmm. so he's not in trouble with that. Are they contiguous? Well, one of them is. So oh. I got that's why I got to right. drive up there and take a look. So my thing is, if he could just get rid of the first mortgage of the house mm-hmm. and sell it, 
he still has the opportunity to take a breather and sell the land for whatever he can for full market yeah. value and not have to sell that distressed, right? Or move on to it. So yeah. we have access to a lot of those we buy houses fast for cash people. So I have this one guy that I use in my back pocket all the time. Mm-hmm. And I call him because I know he's trustworthy. If he says he's going to buy something, he'll buy it because there's a lot of people that play games. Mm-hmm. And he'll give fair market value as best he can. You know, he still needs to make the profit, but he's not going to. If he knows that if it goes on the market and other investors will pay more, he'll pay what other investors will pay, right? So I have a really reasonable guy to work with. So that's a good thing for Joe. My question, Mm -hmm. though, is I'm probably not going to meet with Joe until Monday, Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Once I go out and look at the house, I'm probably, if everything goes well, call up the We Buy Houses Fast for Cash guy mm-hmm. and then have them turn in an offer right away. Right. And then I'm getting over to try to title and try to clear this out way before, <laughs> you know, skin of our, it yes. is a cash deal. But my question is, when do I need to bring in an attorney if we need to bring in an attorney? Good. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I believe you said February 20th is mm-hmm. a sale so date. So we're, we're talking a month. Right. Um, backing up from that date, it is um, often we have to go into court a week or so prior to February 20th and file something and, and have a hearing on something called a motion to cancel sale, asking the judge to cancel and reschedule the sale for month, month and a half, two months further down the road to give time for the house to be sold or close. Obviously, if you have a contract, uh, the judge is much more likely to do that. So if you've got a contract with a sale date of March 1st or March 15th, the judge is fairly likely to say, okay, fine, I'll give you Especially because the bank's going to be paid every dime yes. that they're supposed to that get. Is it isn't a short sale. They're getting everything they're supposed to get without going through the foreclosure. Yes, I've seen many judges take that into serious consideration because and, the bank isn't going to lose anything. Right, and they, they have the, no loss. And the bank's representation would be for that as well, right? An extension on that you if never they're know. in contract. Um, we have had cases where for whatever reason, the bank gives instructions to its attorney that we just want this over with. We want uh, the auction to go forward. Okay. Um, that's usually the case if if it has dragged out, perhaps there have been bankruptcies filed, things like mm-hmm. that. Ah. Um, and the, the foreclosure case itself is two or three or four years old. It did, uh, has uh, Joe not had any legal representation at all? So it's it just kind of, he hasn't been and present for any of the hearings or anything. It's just I don't even on. know if there were hearings. I'm being honest with you mm-hmm. because when Joe called last year, I told him what his options were and he didn't really respond to me after that. And that's very common. People get depressed. They kind of kick yeah. the can down the road. They put their head in the sand. That yeah. we used to say all the time. Yeah. So that, that happens a lot. And then he called me up now in the panic because he's got, you know, he right. called yeah. me up. He had 35 days or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So um, I have another person to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, because, and this is just proven that there's people, go ahead, John. 877-927-6969, toll free to join us. Remember, floridatalkrealestate.com, always your access to the entire team. Go ahead, Jimmy D. Thank, thank you, Johnny. And um, this just shows that there's people in distress all the time, good market, mm-hmm. bad market. You know, people get in trouble and they need help, and that's what we're here for, to give them the advice they need and the help they need when they need it. Um, and uh, I had another person named Mark, who came to me, and he thought he was going to sell his house for a profit, but it is not a profitable house, Mm -hmm. and he's in big trouble with his mortgage. He hasn't made a payment for quite a while, and he's in the process of uh, going through a um, 
Well, he wasn't sure what he was going to do, but the loan mod doesn't look like it's a realistic option to me because of his income, which is mm -hmm. basically negligible. Okay. So I don't see his ability to pay. You could turn I'm the sorry. money. You could I'm sorry, like more <laughs> yeah, like this? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's driving Johnny crazy today. Well, it must I mean, be really you know, bad eight today. Eight years of it, I understand, but <laughs> I got no more to give than an avatar, Captain. You so, just got to do this. Okay. So, yeah. So what happened with... Oh, uh, look at that. With wow. wow, big difference. That's right? amazing. I'm in the, uh, I am in the studio. Wow. Um, so with Mark, we went to short sale innovations to do a short sale. Good. But then Jewel said... Mm -hmm. Because it's an FHA loan and it's a Mr. Cooper loan, okay. um, that they make them go through the loan modification before the short sale. That is very likely true. I don't know the specific details, but yeah. So I, I trust Jewel on that. She's sure. been doing it forever. Yes, yeah, she's excellent. But the thing that bothered me about that was he is in foreclosure right now, mm -hmm. right? And well, he is in foreclosure. I don't know if he's been served, but he's, okay. the, they've been they threatening the to accelerate. Yeah, to okay. accelerate. Okay. okay. The thing that bothers me, we know that he's not going to get the loan modification because he doesn't have the income needed to uh, pay any kind of really mortgage payment at all. But it, we have to go through the process, but we're also at risk of losing the house to foreclosure. Okay. How do you handle that? Okay. Uh, good question. I appreciate that. Do you know what county he's in? Uh, Palm Beach County. All right. Um, typically, it takes about eight to 10 months to get from knock, knock, here's your papers to a hearing in front of the judge where a judgment is actually entered. Okay. And it's sometimes a little less than that, sometimes a lot, lot longer than that. Um, but eight to 10 months is a pretty good estimate. At the time that the judgment is being entered, frequently we can work out something with the bank and the judge that postpones the um, uh, court auction date mm -hmm for 90 or 120 days further. So at that point, you're perhaps 12 to 14 months from the, the service of the papers. Um, that should be plenty of time for him to apply for a modification, mm -hmm. see what happens. My, my usual advice to folks is apply, who knows? Right. Um, and as you said, it may be a prerequisite to being considered for a short sale. So apply for the modification. If it works if, and if it's workable for you, great. If it doesn't, then um, you can seek the the short sale option. Um, you know, other options sometimes include a deed in lieu of foreclosure at some point in right. time. Typically, you have to have no lien, no other liens on the property. Um, in some cases, reinstatement or refinance is available, but those are usually not realistic for folks. It's usually short, mod or short sale. Um. So. If he hasn't been served yet, if mm -hmm. he actually, actually didn't get the list pendants, which is the proper serving saying yeah, that we're suing you process for foreclosure, server coming to the door, knocking and, on the yeah. door, if that hasn't happened yet, going through the loan mod, he should be okay, right? Yes. Yeah, he should have plenty of time. To but do if that. he was served, then he should bring in a lawyer at that point just to do foreclosure yes. defense while we're waiting. Yes. Um, yeah. If, especially if he's been served. Okay. That's and, what I needed. Yeah. And he can start over. the mod process, obviously, even before he's served. What's more yeah. beneficial if you can do both, a refinance or a loan modification, or are they essentially the same thing? Um, in my experience, I'll let you answer from your perspective. In my experience, a modification is better because you usually get a lower rate. What do you think? Yeah, so a, a loan modification is... It's a refinance. It is a, re a refinance. You're basically signing a new note, modifying the original note, and... 
usually the modification is meant to give you the lowest payment possible, right? Because mm -hmm. you're in trouble, you right. need to lower your payment. And if you do a straight refinance, say a 30 year loan at regular rates, you're not necessarily going to be getting a lower payment or a payment that's affordable mm -hmm. for you. So the modification is designed to give you a payment that allows you to continue paying the mortgage. Now, the terms of those modifications are not like they used to be. It used to be you could get into, say, a 2% mm -hmm. payment, and they'd stretch it out over 40 years. So those type of modifications, I'm they not don't seeing. Happen. I didn't yeah, see not, one. I, I've, I've seeing, seen 40 years still. Yeah. Um, the, the numbers, I think the most recent one I saw was in the upper 3%. Yeah, yeah. like 3.8 huh. or something. I saw somebody went from like 4.25 you know? to 3.8. Yeah, yeah. It did save them $200 a month on their mortgage mm -hmm. payment. But $200 a month on the mortgage payment on the payment I saw, I was like, wow, this is not like 2015, no, right? right? It right, is not right. like that. Well, we used to see people drop $600, $800 a month yeah, on their mortgage payment. Yeah, because they would payment. do a 2% loan, a 40-year amortization, and maybe even a balloon at the back end. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? And that, all that's your what I was going to say. Is that, um, one advantage of the modification is that there often is a uh, deferred amount that is a balloon at the end of 30, 40 years. That, that's very worrisome to a lot of people, and understandably so, but it is a non-interest-bearing amount. So, if But got, you have to have that. So when that payment is due, that blue payment is due, if you don't have it, do you right. instantly so, go into foreclosure yeah. on so, your loan yeah. mod? Yeah, yeah, but the balloon is at the end of the term, John. So, so 40 years down the road. I understand, but, if you wanted, but you better have that money in 40 years, right? Well, or equity, sell it when you've got equity. Well, okay. all right, all right. Presumably, or, it increases in value. Could that. you refi at the end of your term? And you have to include that money. That's yeah. true. Of course. That's true. Yeah. Right. So of let's course. say that they, your mortgage is two fifty, and they put just so people understand, because it's getting a little wonky. Um, if we <laughs> took two, let's say the mortgage is two fifty, and in order to make the loan mod work, they took fifty thousand and put it aside. Mm -hmm. They're still saying, "Hey, you still owe the fifty thousand, but we're only going to charge you interest on the two hundred thousand." Well, if you're in a position where you need a loan mod and you're only saving two hundred bucks a month, you ain't going to be able to save fifty grand. No, unless your finances change dramatically. But here, but here's, over it, 40 it, years. it is a <laughs> an important distinction between the modification and the standard refinance. Is usually that fifty thousand that Jim is talking about is because that's what you're behind. Like yes. you're in arrears, mm -hmm. a you're certain amount down. of principal payments that were never made, the interest payments were never made, the Attorney fees, the the, sure. the penalties, all that stuff. And they're basically saying, we're going to modify your loan. We're not going to adjust the the current you know primary principal balance, but we're going to take all this stuff that's it, that's owed to us and we're going to put it on the back end. Mm -hmm. Is there other... So in, in refi world, interest rate, cash out, like those would be motivations to, uh, to get a refi, get a better rate, mm -hmm. yeah. get yeah. some cash on the uh, equity you have in there, maybe... Whatever you're gonna do with the cash, improve the home, pay off uh, some get debt. Get rid of PMI, which is get better rid of rate. PMI, yeah. which is you I know mean, it's all rate. tied in together. Yeah. Um, with a loan mod, is there a cash out option or a angle with a loan modification? No, no, no. Mm -mm. no well, I, I say that the literal answer is no. Once in a while, you'll see a modification offer that does include some some debt forgiveness. Okay, because I mean, I, and the reason I'm asking is because. I would imagine there would be some people, I don't know how how prevalent it would be, but are in a really good uh, mm -hmm. equitable position in their home. They are just struggling month to month. Mm -hmm. Maybe their credit shot so they couldn't refi to get access right. to that equity. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know if the loan mod would give them an angle to at least get into that. Because sometimes a cash insurgence, like my in my situation, so we, we budget really good. Mm -hmm. My wife's an amazing budgeter, but my money's depleted. 
mm-hmm. over the last handful of years. So our budget changed a little bit. We needed to drop our MI, but we're in a position with equity. And we're so we our budget works out well, but to get the cash infusion with a cash out refi, mm-hmm. it put us in a position to eliminate a bunch of debt to change yeah. our monthly nut. It really did. It changed yeah. our world. Yeah. Yeah. Modification doesn't do that on doesn't do that on a short term basis. On a longer term basis, it conceivably could. If you get a modification now, maybe five, seven years down the road, you could look at refinancing. Hmm. Um, I, lenders who wouldn't touch you at this point, I think, would consider you if you've made another five or seven years of payments. Yeah. However, the deferred amount is included in that refi. Once you start making late mortgage payments, and especially if you have rolling mm-hmm. lates and you get mm-hmm. to 60, 90, it's very, so very to... difficult to get a, a new regular loan. So right. I think the lesson there is stay current. Yes. Well, number one, <laughs> stay means current, necessary. but if you are really struggling, like if you see this coming on the horizon, like, holy cow, I really need to consolidate. I got to get, these mm-hmm. other payments are killing me. You got to go to floridatalkrealestate.com. You know, it's usually not yeah. car payments, but I see people, maybe they got like a, uh, just a personal loan for mm-hmm. 10, 15,000 so they could make ends meet, or maybe they had something mm-hmm. and they're all credit card debt, right? And so this stuff is really putting a lot of pressure on their budget. And if they do have equity, Oftentimes, that cash out refinance is a great way to consolidate the debt and at least mm-hmm. ease the burden. I don't know yeah. that it makes the most sense financially because you're you're taking those balances and stretching them out over a new thirty year term. But, it's always going to be a numbers game, right? Yeah, but but from a budgetary pressure perspective, uh, if you're getting in trouble and you need to clear up, you know, five hundred dollars worth of, of space that you, you got to get out in front of it. Do not start to go yeah. late on your mortgage because right. then your options are going to be yeah, very, once you very miss limited. Even one payment, Mike, what's the rule? Uh, you can miss have one usually, late payment. Usually you can have one 30-day late in the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. Okay, sometimes yeah. two. If I think it's FHA. Once you start getting a 60, mm-hmm. uh, multiple 60s is a deal killer. Uh, a 90 And then how the long do you have to wait? You, you have to wait until that you're... Um, you need 12 months. 12 months of good payment. So yeah. you miss the payment... Last month, you got to wait eleven. You know, if if it's yeah, sixty years, yeah, I, I tell you, Jim, I do not often see <laughs> a missed payment or a series of missed payments, and then people getting back uh-huh. on the horse. There, it's just yeah. very hard to to get out from that hole once you've had yeah, a couple of really, missed ones. And we so saw again, that. If you, if you see this writing on the wall, remember FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. It's FloridaTalkRealEstate.com, your one-stop real estate shop. And again, it is a numbers game, and it is about having options to understand. Mm-hmm where you're at, where you might be, and what could be the uh, you know, the different avenues to take to get you back on the right side of things. FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. you got to have lots of tools in the tool belt. And, man, this team has a ton of tools. One yeah. of the options we haven't talked about in the circumstance you're discussing where there is equity, but the, the monthly crunch is really great, is frankly sell it. Sell it, take right, that equity, go, go get something that's affordable. Because if you get behind... From that point on, every day your house is mm-hmm. has less and less equity because yeah. the attorney's uh, and it, fees and the court right, costs everything else. Right, it starts eating it up. It's crazy. Yeah. I call them garbage fees. There's so yeah. many fees are in there. That well, I are- think I think about like real world things mm-hmm. that people do. We, we you know we, we started the show today talking about uh, you know credit card debt is amazing. amazing. So yeah. that just mounts. And you know if you look at what you're being charged on your interest rates for your credit cards, like I oh yeah. I, I, we have we we're homeowners. We I have really I mean a pretty good credit. What yeah. would you say? I'm like yes. borderline like pretty yeah, borderline excellent credit. top tier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We get hit with like twenty five percent. I know it's credit. crazy. 
Yep. It is crazy. It's I like crazy. I don't have these sweet credit lines, so it's nice to have them if you need them. Mm-hmm. But man, if you are if you are carrying this debt and you're looking at the numbers that you are paying to carry this debt, mm-hmm. you're never going to get out from under that. And I think about people that uh, like what was a bubble that was hitting in the last handful of years? HELOCs, right? Yeah. Yep. And you know those keep rolling through. People are keep taking advantage of the equity they have in their homes. And if you're not in a position where you have this money, man, when that bubble comes and that payment's due, you, you're you in a world of hurt. Mm-hmm. you got to have people that are great at what they do and know what you're going through. FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. Were you going to say something, Mike? Now, I was going to say the HELOC is also an excellent tool for debt consolidation. Could be. Because um, you might not. It's the same thing, right? You're okay on your mortgage payment. You're okay with a little bit extra payments, you know, car payment, but that credit card debt, you just can't get out from under. And it's not going away and it's putting a lot of stress. So the HELOC is a potential place, but those often have adjustable rates. Mm-hmm. They have a, a, a payment period where it's maybe may interest only for a certain amount of time. And you right. need to be prepared. You need to have a plan to pay off the HELOC in a certain amount of time. Right. Like a, a structured plan. You need to be able to pay this off. Discipline. In the next, as, yeah, discipline. discipline. Yeah. yeah. Related to that part of the problem is people get a HELOC and then their credit cards are paid off and go, oh, I can charge this. I yeah. see that it's a lot a too. It's a balance transfer I or see something. That a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they just run the credit cards right back up. I had they have um, a HELOC too. one couple I did a refinance, uh, able to consolidate debt. They had equity in their home. He calls me back a year later. He's like, what do you think about doing another debt consolidation refinance? And I'm just like, oh my God. Cause I talked to him the first time I said, listen, you guys are going to have, you have an opportunity. You're eating away your equity, but you know, not all of it, but eating away some of your equity, but you have an opportunity here. You, you, you know, not literally, but you need to cut up your cards. Like, yeah. cause I can see yep. the type of spending that they did. I see mm-hmm. credit reports, right? I see them all the time. So I can tell looking at a credit report, what type of consumer they are uh-huh. not exactly but it's a, it's yeah a good so they predictor. paid off and then the next thing you know it's maxed I t- out again i had very specific conversations just saying listen you guys take advantage of this it's a great opportunity mm-hmm. but do not rack up the debt again because you'll be able to do it and he calls Quickly. me back a year later and it's kind of the same and situation that's, that's said, exactly oh what happened during the boom mm-hmm. right during the boom people did that yeah. they used their car their equity in their house like credit cards almost and you can't do that and We've been so blessed for the, um, and we're going to get into this next segment after the break, but we've been so blessed that this has been a pretty stable market now for quite a while. Housing market, yeah. Yeah, the housing market has been very stable, but uh, you know, um, we get a couple of bumps in the road and all bets are off as to how you're going to handle that. So you got to be prepared that when things change. So maybe your house is worth a certain amount of money uh, today compared to five, you know, five or six years ago, and it's looking pretty good. But that doesn't mean it's going to continue to go up or stay the same. It could go down. We just haven't seen it go down in quite a while. Once the values start going down and you're so used to just taking your house like a uh, credit card equity kind of thing, it's like, well, I'll just take more money out of my house of equity. And then the one day you're going to call up Mike and go, can I do the cash out refi again? And they're going to say, well, your house is worth 15% below the last time we did it. And now... You, owe, you still owe the money that you had from the last cash-out refi, mm-hmm. right? But now it's not going to be worth as much, and you're not going to be able to make that move, and now you're going to have mm-hmm. to pay the piper. Now, we're talking correction. I'm not talking crash. Yeah, 15% is uh, a pretty big number. I don't think you're— I don't know what the correction is going to be. Okay. You know, some people think it's going to be 5%. Some think it's going to be 10 I'm thinking a little more because we've been going for so long— mm-hmm. 
And it depends on why we're going through the correction, too. Of course. You know, if it's just a normal correction. I've been reading a lot about recessions lately, a lot, right, trying to understand what's going to happen. I learned so much about it because when people talk about recessions, you know, right now, some people are saying that we're in a manufacturing recession, recession right now. It's only two quarters of negative I was going to say, uh, it's just the two-quarter measurement. Product. Right, it's a two-quarter measurement. So, frankly, the manufacturing industry is in a recession right now. It's when you but start the housing getting into, market isn't. You start getting into the Great Recession. Right? Yeah, you, when you start, start putting that. Uh, superlatives in front of it. Yeah, you know? those are bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and why do they call it the Great? Why do they call it the Great Recession, the, Great Depression? Why don't they call it the Crappy Recession? <laughs> the crappy. <laughs> the great isn't grand. Yeah. Big. Yeah, big. Yeah. Yeah. Not great I mean, about I, it. I didn't find I, it to be so great. <laughs> but um, like I, I do have. I do, why do they call yeah, it? Yeah. Why do they call it? But before we go into break, I do have one other question for Joe because. One of the things that we do over in Tari's International. No, Joe, Joe's the guy. Joe is the guy in trouble yeah. with, okay. with this house. Now, one of the things that Tari's International does that most realtors don't, when we talk to somebody, we automatically run a super fast uh, court background check to see if there's any liens on the property. Right. right? We're not trying to check their personal stuff, right? Just to see what's going on. We you called it skip tracing earlier. No, skip tracing. <laughs> skip tracing was trying to track it down to get their phone number. But uh, but when we did check on this, there were tons of liens. Oh. I don't know if they're all connected to the property or just the person. Mm -hmm. So, is that some? Do we need to go to Trident Title to go deal with that to find out if he can even sell? Like to find out exactly what he owes on the house because there might be liens that are going to yes. increase what he needs. Yeah, you, you really need to know what the, the actual leads are. So is are. that, do we go to Trident for that or do we go to Krasker Law for that? Start with Trident. That's what I find thought. Find out what the exact amount is. Mm -hmm. um, again, for some things like a deed in lieu of foreclosure, you're going to have to get those fixed. Yeah. Don't have to get them fixed for a short sale, although you might end up with uh, still owing the well, money. Well, you kind of do because then... But he's not a short sale. No, he's not going to be a short sale. He's well, a straight uh, sale. What, so what, well, yeah, okay. It depends on how much the liens it are. It depends how much <laughs> the liens are. He might be upside down. Yeah, and, and actually, you're right. I'm going to uh, back that out. But when you I was have saying to short clear. sale, I was thinking the auction itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, for, a lot of times for a short sale, you it have does to have clear to be them. You have to clear them. I don't know. Hold on. So if you owe liens, let's say he owes IRS liens, like, mm -hmm. like extreme yeah. example, mm -hmm. does, is the bank going to say, well, now it's a short sale? Because he owes fifty thousand in taxes, and and that and we're, the bank that is going to gonna say the okay. So let's say that somebody owes. Let's say the he owed the, it's a two hundred thousand dollars sale. He owes the bank one twenty five. He owes fifty thousand in IRS. Or, then and, that's and then, not upside down, right? Got one seventy five total. Right, that's not well, upside okay, down. Okay, so he owes a hundred thousand. <laughs> right IRS. now he's upside down. So now he has to make more. He has to have a purchase price that includes paying off the bank and the IRS debt, okay. or the short sale mm -hmm. won't go through because they won't have clear title Okay, to sell to the buyer. Wow. So that's how it kind of works. So look, this is all stuff, what we learned about this segment, it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So what you need to do is, is you need to have the professionals, and we're here for you, and we don't bite. And when you're scared and you're, you can't get sleep at night because you don't know what to do, you're going to give us a call because we're here to help you. And it's free. Yeah. It's free to find out what's happening. And we have all these disciplines, the one-stop real estate shop. We got the title company, the mortgage company, the uh, the attorneys needed, the real estate people needed, the, the agents. We have all of that at your disposal to help you out. Say the F word again. 
Florida Talk Real Estate? No, free. Free. (laughs) That's so I know you're you're worrying about money and you're thinking instantly like, oh, I'm I'm gonna have to have all this money to get these answers. Look, eventually the services will cost you, right? Mm -hmm. It's not all free, but you find out a lot of information and get positioned. Mm -hmm. And then again, don't worry about what it's gonna cost. And sometimes it is free. If you end up doing a short sale without foreclosure defense, it's free. It's free. It's free. Literally free. You don't pay closing costs. You don't pay real estate commissions that you would normally pay. It's free, free. Yeah, I don't want to paint this picture like you get everything done for free, but you get a ton of information. You can get an understanding. You can have options again for what we can do this and if this doesn't work we'll try this and if this doesn't work that's what you get when you go to florida talk real estate pros pros experts in their field they are not new to this they've been doing it and doing it very well for quite some time and they're all working together your one-stop real estate shop in my delirium but we're going to take a break right now but in my delirium i just came up with a advertising campaign oh facing foreclosure f that call florida talk real estate (laughs) nice Nice. I like it. F that. Florida Talk Real Estate. I think that's great. I'm just emailing that to ourselves. That's F ours. that. Yeah. Florida Talk Real Estate. Yeah, yeah. So it's like FFF. Yeah. Facing foreclosure. FFFTRE. F that. Uh, that's a dot com. F that dot com. Right? You might want to run that by Crasker. Maybe. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida Talk Real Estate dot com. We're back four minutes from now. Thanks for being with us on a Saturday. And if you'd like to join us, do not hesitate. Plenty of time. 877-927-6969. It's Florida Talk Real Estate right here on Real Radio. This is Florida Talk Real Estate with Jim DePola and Natalie Medina Rao. Got a question for a real estate pro? Call us live at 877-927-6969. This is Real Radio. Always great to have you with us on a Saturday Florida Talk Real Estate. It's two hours of infotainment every Saturday, 9 until 11. And remember, you get some bonus Florida Talk Real Estate Luxury Edition, 1 o'clock Saturday afternoons on our sister station, News Radio 1290 WJNO. I'm Johnny. Jim DePola's right here. I call him Jimmy D, but it's my guy, Jim DePola, with Antares International Realty Group. Te- Keller Williams Preferred Partners. They're a top producing Keller Williams team. And uh, pretty much just about every Saturday, you can bank on him being here, even when he's not feeling so hot. But man, I'll tell you what. Can't really tell anymore, Jimmy. Do you really you turned the corner well, big time since the first segment? I feel like I'm present, but not here. No, no, you, I, you, I think you've excelled. <laughs> and today. I didn't really take did. any medicine before I came here because I was afraid I'd be too whacked out. Oh. Yeah, you know what? Where, where did Don't I ever come, worry about that. Where did I come up with the f that? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever worry about that. You're never too whacked out. Uh, Mike Rao, the mortgage guy from the mortgage firm. Hello, my friend. Hello, sir. That Z pack, you didn't take that, Jim? I got it yesterday, but I'm going to start it this. After I'm done mm. today, I don't know why I didn't start yesterday. Yeah, well, this morning, weird. I went yeah. to the walk-in clinic and got that yesterday. That's weird. I what? never understood that whole thing. Anyway, what's that? Like, did they test you to see if you have Mike the, doesn't the flu believe or in anything related to uh, well, in medicines. It's not about believing. <laughs> he just like it's wants to pull through it. I'll give you the the example. No, you like, shouldn't just take antibiotics. The, the people, you should know you need antibiotics. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. True. yeah. The, and and the people that that start chugging, uh, you know, the the vitamin C powder type stuff when, when they feel it coming on. <laughs> I was like, if you did that regularly, 
Like if your vitamin C was up regularly, that's going to help you in general. But this is not like a, a stop you from getting sick or no. cure your sickness type thing. So no. just funny. They've done great marketing with that. You like the the airplane one? Was it? The oh yeah, air, yeah we air have airports. we have tons of it in our house right now, yeah. and now it has all <laughs> of us taking it. Crazy Mar- marketing <laughs> works. Yeah, it really it does. It's uh, that's why you want to consider Florida Talk Real Estate when you're gonna buy your home. Uh huh. <laughs> exactly. Because they will market the hell out of your home. Our, but this is legitimate. Our 21 day super <laughs> system marketing plan. Marketing works whether it's legit or not. Right? <laughs> True. Yeah, that's just facts. Uh, Kenley Angleson is with us. Always yes. great to have him. Uh, representing the Krasker Law. He is the wizard. In the foreclosure defense world, always good to have you, Ken. Thank you. And uh, we've had some interesting conversation. We have plenty of time for your phone calls. 877-927-6969. Always remember, floridatalkrealestate.com, your access to the entire team. Don't forget to like our Facebook page and give us a review. You get two raffle tickets. Uh, this month, we're giving away a $200 gift card, to, uh, Visa gift card. All you got to do is like the page, um, give us a review. You get a second raffle ticket, so you get two chances to win. And um, looking forward to that. So please uh, sign up for our Facebook page, Florida Talk Real Estate. I wanted to go over some stats. You know, almost every week we talk about what's going on with the interest rates and what's been happening over the last couple of weeks is the interest rates have been going down again. We, um, th- I wouldn't say that they've been going up over the last couple of weeks. They've been kind of steady, but they're going down and, and not dramatically. Like um, Last week, we were at 3.72. We're at 3.64 right now. This is according to uh, Freddie Mac. Um, so uh, the beginning of the year, we've had interest rates drop slightly. Um, but what is more interesting to me is the economists are predicting that this is going to be one of the lowest mortgage interest rate years of all time. And I thought that was kind of interesting, so we figured we'd talk about that. What did those same economists say last year? Uh, they expect uh, good question, Mike. I can't remember because I don't think anybody was thinking that we were going to have the year that we had in 2019. People as far thought as rates we were going to go, we go in the fours, that we would end up in the fours, and I was thinking that we would be maybe 5.2 to, to 5.5. Yeah. I thought, but uh, we we didn't. It actually went down a little bit, nobody expected that. But um, everybody. Everybody is thinking that uh, we're going to have a all-time record average, all-time record low average mortgage rate for the, for the year. year. Yeah, so that got that me. Be? So from 1973 forward, this is a F- Freddie Mac study. Um, la- uh, they are predicting that this year, 2020, is going to be a fixed rate of 3.6%. And the lowest rate we've ever had on record for a whole year was 2016, and we were at 3.65% in 2016. 2013. No, 2016. That's for the average average yearly. So from January to December, the average of that year. In 2016 was 3.65. Now, the lowest interest rate ever recorded for a 30-year mortgage, according to Freddie Mac. On their report. On their report was... um, May 2013, and it was 3.35. Yeah. So now I remember a 3.28 or something or a 3.23 floating around in there, but nobody, I can't find yeah. that anywhere. And there's people down there that, you know, were had 3% interest rate, or sometimes even Absolutely. I've seen, you know, 2.75 mm-hmm. or something yeah. in, in, uh, on a VA loan, for example. Or if you were on a 15 year loan, you'd be, you could have been somewhere in that range. Nice. So, so they're so, predicting that this year is going to be an, another great mortgage interest rate year. Even if you know, even if we ended up at three point nine, that well, would still be in the top three lowest 
recorded average interest rates of all time. Probably continue right? to be a great year for the stock market then too, because that is a jet fuel for the stock market. I exactly. Had, um... <laughs> so, so, but let's let's talk about what. Go go ahead, Mike. I was going to say I have a client who we closed uh, recently, and from the time I started talking to him when I gave him like initial numbers until the time I got the contract. And then when I got the contract, he was kind of, he was on a, a, like a, almost a 60 day close window. Mm -hmm. So he, his rate had moved up. This was a time it moved up about an eighth of a point between the initial numbers that I sent to him. And then the time that I could actually consider locking the rate in. Mm -hmm. And so he wasn't happy about that, but I just explained it to him. I said, listen, the market's moving. But, uh, my point with him was, listen, you're still. You, you still have an low. interest rate, even though it moved up from what you initially saw. It moved up because of these reasons, but you're still historically at the almost the lowest rate that has been since you know since they've been doing it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can't lift the, look a gift horse in the house to be under four percent. What was that? You can't you know, let, let the gift horse in the house. In the house. In the house. <laughs> Did I say in the house? In you the mouth? I didn't let, say in the mouth. You no. can't let the gift horse in the house. In the house. Don't put the horse <laughs> in the, the house. Stable. It's or kind of disgusting. Don't do yeah, that. don't do that. Don't do that. Did I really say that? That's funny. In the house. So um, wait till the medicine kicks in. But so, but since we are since we are in January. Um, and they're predicting, you know, that we're going to have super low interest rates again this year, super low. Okay. Uh, what does that mean for buyers and sellers? Cause that's what the most important thing. It isn't just the rates. It's like, how does it affect your daily, you know, daily purchase decision or sale decision? So and people who are still looking to refi, maybe they've been right. dragging their feet. So we have super, yeah. we have super low interest rates. So if you're thinking it's time to refi, you got to give Mike a call, you know, give us a call. But also what we're seeing is, is we have super low inventory. The inventory has been shrinking, not increasing. So even though that we have low interest rates that should be bringing buyers into the market, we don't have enough inventory for all those potential buyers. So that would mean normally that prices would be increasing, right? It, you would think. But we're not seeing that because what we saw last year was pretty flat. Remember, we went over the stats uh, last week or two weeks ago, and we sure. had very flat stats in South Florida, with the exception of Port St. Lucie, um, St. which Lucie had County, almost 10% appreciation. But that's because their medium sale price is so low mm -hmm. by $150,000 almost uh, yeah. compared to the rest of the area. Right. So that's the sweet spot if you're looking economically to own a home. That's the place to go, right? If you and want a single family it. home. You know, if your work's down in, in Broward... Right. That's quite a commute. Well, all, all people the way up do that, Mike. Uh, oh, of you, course they do. You you know that like I know it. And and the most famous people for doing that, there's a lot of government workers that work for government agencies and they commute from the turnpike. Uh, they Johnny used to do it, yeah. uh, even though you're not a government worker. Yeah. Uh, you used to do it too. Used to, do you used to take the turnpike or 95? We take turnpike uh, to Jupiter. And then, uh, and then jump take on 95, 95 there. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny, Mike. Both my parents were government employees and we lived in Northern Virginia. And there were many times they, they they have different government buildings they worked at through the years, but there are many times and traffic is notoriously bad in DC, yes. right? Like and it always has been yeah. around the beltway. But they would have an hour and a half commute, no yeah. problem. There yeah. and back. Sure. And yeah. I, I thinking back on that, I'm like, Oh, I didn't think too much of it then. Now I work a lot from home, so my commute is like from the the room to the office, right? And to get the coffee and, and then into the office. So, That's nice. I mean, I can't imagine having an hour and a half yeah. commute, but people yeah. do it all the time. When I used to yeah, be, when too. I used to be a crime reporter, now think of this, right? When I used to be a crime reporter, 
I used to have to go where the crashes were to cover them. Mm-hmm. So I would be driving into the bad traffic yeah. on purpose, right, <laughs> all day long, right, driving into the bad traffic yeah. to go find out what's going on and be stuck in that traffic. And uh, when I was a young, crazy reporter, was super young and just thought, you know, I was going to live forever, um, driving on swales, running red lights. I used to do all this stuff and think, oh, I could do that. And at least, then you, I were, found at least out, you were on the clock versus having you, to do it to go get on the clock. Yeah, that's true. Right. And, um, Kelly, but, did you ever have to do that? Were you ever an ambulance chaser I was in your not. career? No, no. I was an ambulance chaser for lot, lots of my career, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, so or the fortunately. thing is with, with, low, with low inventory, this is what, and flat appreciation, this is not like your normal market. So normal market would be, hey, interest rates super low, uh, prices are going to go up pretty confidently, sellers are in a great spot, buyers are going to not complain too much about the increasing prices because they're getting a lower interest rate, so everything's okay, right? Right, right? But it isn't really like that right now. What it is is what you're seeing is in these markets is that uh, sellers – their houses can sell very, uh, very briskly with this low inventory, can make their houses very desirable. But if you miss the price point of what the real price point is for your neighborhood, you're it'll, not going to sell sit. the house. It'll just sit there, crickets chirping. And, you're th- and they're thinking, well, somebody's going to come in and make the offer. Well, no, not really. They might uh, if you can wait a long period of time. No, and, and then you'll never get it because it's been on the market for so long that what buyer is going to turn in the price, you know, that's even, if you put your house on the market at the wrong price and let's just say your house is worth, I'm making it up, let's say your house is worth 350 and you put the house on the market for 400 or 425 okay, and you you really think it's worth 350 and the realtor is telling you it's a 350 house, but you're thinking, oh, I know it's worth at least 385 So I'm putting the house on the market 400 415 because I want my 385 and the stats are showing 350 mm-hmm. right? They're not even going to come to the house to look at it, no. and that's what sellers don't get. A lot of sellers think, well, they're going to come, and then if they make a low offer, they're going to make an offer, but they won't even come to make an offer. Right. And if you don't understand that concept, and a lot of people, they're going to sell the house five times. They're going to move five times to seven times in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. So it isn't like they know the market the way a seasoned realtor knows the market and understands it. And they really don't get how all that works. Remember we had Daryl in the studio a couple weeks ago? Yeah, for our uh, end of the year gratitude show? Yes, and actually I want to give a shout out to Tony and Patricia because uh, they invited us to their uh, open, uh, not their open house, their housewarming party just uh, last weekend and we had a great time there and thank you so much. And Tony, who's a huge WZZR fan, is going to be our next former customer that's coming into the studio because he just wants to meet you so bad. He goes, am I going to meet Johnny C? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're going to be there. He goes, with the headphones and everything? And what I go, a, yeah. What yeah, a so treat Tony's going to be. be bring, bring a photo you can I'm autograph. But, um, <laughs> of who? Can you, you, I, you. I didn't oh, get the invite to that. But I know. It's like, I, you didn't get the invite? I didn't get the invite. Oh, no, I had oh a now you can, give him, you can no, give him crap. Yeah, Tony, if you're listening. No, they, <laughs> they were, we had them approved and they were shopping. Then they they, they, did they new bought new construction. And so they got, they kind of got an offer they thing. couldn't refuse on the yeah. financing, which is often the case with the yeah. new construction yeah. um, affiliated lenders. But but getting back to yeah. Daryl, what happened with Daryl? We had his house, and I'm gonna, I could tell the numbers now because uh, it's close. 
we had the house on the market at 345 and um, it wasn't selling. It wasn't moving. We were getting a lot of action on it. So it was priced good enough for people to come out, but nobody was turning an offer, right? And finally, I had to tell him, you need to drop the price to 330 from 345 to 330 He was very reluctant because that's the number that we needed to close at or he couldn't buy his mm-hmm. new home. And he was like, how am I going to get 330 if I put it on the market at 330 because people are going to come in low? And I said, let me handle that because the house is worth 330 And it was because when it appraised, it appraised out what we needed. But um, you let me handle that. That's part of negotiations. But this is going to get the offers to come in. That's what we need is offers to negotiate, not people walking through your door and not just walking through your door. Well, in four days, we had three offers or something after we Mm. dropped the price. And the house had been on the market 60-something days at the 345. So that $15,000 drop made the difference of crickets chirping as far as offers to multiple offers. We were in a... um, I wouldn't call it a bidding war, but we had a multiple offer situation. The reason why I'm not calling it a bidding war, people weren't going crazy and just go, oh, I'll pay way more than uh, what I originally offered. Right. I had to pull them up. But it allowed you to hang tight on that on that number because you had and some leverage. Yeah. So the thing is, is you really have to understand the market this year. It's going to be a little cagey if you don't understand how numbers work. Because if you don't understand how the market works, you're going to miss the market and you're going to think, oh, either my house... Nobody likes my house, so they're not going to buy it. That's not necessarily true. It's just that you're not priced right to get the right buyer out there. So buyers are being very choosy with this low inventory. They're still being choosy. They're not just grabbing anything because a lot of buyers feel that the houses are overpriced anyway. So even with these low interest rates, it's like, I'm not paying that for that kind of house. You want me to pay this, and then I got to do this and this and this and this to it? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to do that. So you have to make sure that you're in the sweet spot in order to get the offers. That's what's going to happen this year if we still continue with this low low interest rates and low inventory. I'm also not expecting a lot of crazy price appreciation this year. This is going to be another, you know, this is assuming that everything's like it is right now, okay? We are going to have flatter price appreciation. Are we going to have some appreciation? Yeah. But last year, Palm Beach County, 2.8%. Nothing to write home about. It's not bad. 2.8% still 2.8%. I think that that flatness could be the correction that you're looking for too. We might, this might be a um, kind of just peters out, you know, and we don't have that 5%, 10%, 15% drop. It might just peter out and flatten out and then inventory will increase. And we might just be able to get through this with just a little bump in the road and nothing. You're right, Mike. It yeah. could happen that way. It's so hard to predict all it this It is stuff. hard Jeez. to predict. So we're in a, what I call, I, I still think we're in a, a new normal period where you can't rely on what happened 15, 20 years ago to base what's going to happen today. I used to use that all the time, but there's been so many curves. You can say, though, if you're in the market to sell, you need to be kind of as savvy as ever and make sure you're working with really savvy professionals who can get it listed at the right price, get your home in the the right condition so when people walk in, they want to buy it, you know, all of that stuff. That would apply in any market, but now more than ever. When we were at Tony's um, housewarming party, one of the people came up and, you know, found out we were realtors. Me and Natalie were realtors. Natalie Medina around my best half and and co-owner of the company. She's out in Texas. I'm I'm sure she's not listening right now, but (laughs) hey, Natalie, how are you doing? Um, 
So uh, they were asking the same question everybody asked. So is it a good time to buy right now? Because they're thinking about buying. And I said, uh, it depends. Are you buying cash or are you doing financing, right? And do you need to buy something right now? And he goes, no, I don't need to buy right now. And I go, well, if you're cash, I would tell you to wait a little bit. And if you were, because um, you don't need to buy right now, right? You just like to buy. But if you're financed, it's a great time to buy because the interest rates are so low. And if you're waiting for the prices to correct and you're one of those people, ah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until the prices uh, drop. Well, by the time you realize that the prices are dropping for real, the interest rates are going to overtake. Their mortgage rates are going to creep up so fast we that ha- you're going to miss out on the opportunity to low interest rates, which is a 30-year payment. We had that uh, the caller a couple weeks back. I don't know what happened to him. Remember, he was talking about waiting to save up the 20% so that he yeah. could avoid mm-hmm. the MI. And I said, well, listen, I don't know how long it's going to take you to do that, but you could miss out. Like your MI might only be... 0.5%, right? So mm-hmm. if the rates go up a half a point, you've lost all the ground there. Yep. You know, just by waiting to save. Or yeah. you basically made, made out, you know, broke even. So it isn't just what your gut tells you. It shouldn't be just, I, I just going to do it because that's the way I feel. You should do it based on what the statistics are showing you and what your professionals are advising you about and that you have real professionals that understand the, what's going the, on. The funny thing is, you know, Johnny's always got his skeptic hat. I'm thinking, like, so you're at a party and you ask a real estate agent, hey, is it a good time to buy? You know what I mean? It's like, what, you, what, what, is, what is he going to tell you? Is, of course. But you the know? thing that's different about me was well, my, answer was, course, my yeah. answer was, are you buying cash or not? And yeah. if he said yeah. cash, I would have said no. I would hold off if I were you because one of the things I'm doing right now, and I'm being very transparent here, is that uh, Natalie and I made a goal this year to get our debt down to very little debt so that we can leverage if we want to to buy multifamily yeah. or other properties and yeah. we really want to buy uh, at least one multifamily property ourselves this year this is a great time and this gets back to our february february 8th seminar our multifamily housing seminar um and if you're interested in this you've got to come and check it out we're going to have all the disciplines there to teach you everything you need to know about multifamily and how to make the proper decisions and to find out what's available out there Think about this. Um, we've been talking for the last year and a half, two years, that the metropolitan South Florida area per capita, per income, is the worst rental market in the country. Why? Now, think about that. High rent. High rent. Yeah. Tell him, Johnny. So it's so bad. <laughs> rent is too damn rent high. Rent is too damn high. Yeah, when you say the worst, it depends on what perspective you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if right. you're a landlord, it's, it's the best. <laughs> right? It's right. an awesome time to be a landlord right now because rents just keep going up and up and up and up and up. Now, this is in a good economy. Now, what's going to happen, think about this, what's going to happen when the interest rates do go up and we go through a correction if that, you know, when that happens? You mean when everyone needs the rent? Right, because that's what's going to (laughs) happen is there's going to be less people that can buy because the interest rates are going to be higher, right? And then what do you think is going to happen to rent? It's going to go up. Or at least hold tight. Or hold tight. Yeah. So the, so the thing is, to be a landlord, there's a commercial running around on, on, on WZZR right now where they're talking about investing in these um, funds that are backed by rental properties, right? And they say there is no bad market being a landlord, right? Or something. That's, that's their phrase on the commercial. and. I could see that making sense. I have to kind of agree with that. Yeah. The only difference that I would do is I'd rather be the landlord than invest into a uh, a portfolio of 
mm-hmm. somebody else's choices of what they're renting out. Yeah. That gets me a little scary because when you get to the big national um, size, yeah, it could you can have good spots and bad spots and it kind of evens out. But it's if you do your research right and you buy the right properties right now, you can be pretty guaranteed. So I, I had a question. Um, when you, you can do very well with the property. When you mentioned this earlier, I had a question, and I'm I unfortunately I'm not going to be able to be in the seminar on the eighth because mm-hmm. I'm going to be working. Yeah, because you're going to be working. <laughs> yeah. So um, th- I, there's a bunch of people listening that are probably positioned like I am, Mike. Right? Where you uh, you know you got a what feels like a pretty pretty firm footing in on your job, and I know radio is a strange world you could be gone in a second but tell me i worked at the sun sentinel so you <laughs> you know you you feel good about your positioning in your career um you you have a home you got a family you're uh, you're getting by you're finally in a position where you're able to save a little bit right your credit's good what is my option right to be able to get into an investment situation where i'm buying a multifamily home where it is not my homestead i am not going to be living there yeah do I can I still use that accounted income, the the assumed yeah. income, yes. towards my um, uh, my mortgage debt offsetting income. offsetting the new mortgage obligation? Right. So yeah, the answer is yes, you can, but you need a big down payment. So twenty percent, uh, at 25, least twenty five, probably so, right. So, uh, I w- here's the rule on a single family home. As long as your credit is okay, because you have to get mortgage insurance, you could do it at 85 LTV. So 15% down payment, you'll have a little little mortgage insurance on top of that. Typically, though, when it's an investment property, you're thinking 20%. And then if you get into multifamily, it's going to go up 25, 30%, depending Even on the 30, number of units. Even 30, sometimes yeah. 30%. Yeah. Okay, so let me, let me frame this in my head. So I'm, some, I'm a Johnny C, right? Because you, yeah. you know my finances, all right? Just assume me and my wife. Yep. A Johnny C who got in... Got a home in, around the same time, like uh, like kind of assume my home, okay, before a refi. Yeah, mm-hmm. could I refi in my position and find myself where I can use that cash out on a refi? Yes, to then put that into a down yes. payment. So you can you can use the equity in your home either via cash out refinance or possibly I think uh, if you're using it for this type of activity, I think a HELOC's really a, a good option there because you can leverage it multiple times, right? Mm-hmm, so you can take mm-hmm. that HELOC, you can use it to get this one home, start paying the HELOC back down and then use it again, right? So it's a it's a line of credit that you can use and pay back. But yeah, you, so if you're not gonna live there, you need to be thinking probably 20% down um, and somehow you have to get that. But yes, you can use the equity in your home to do that. So you, you there's people right now, that are, a light bulb just went on. They're like, really, I could do that? Yeah, and of course the other thing that you potentially could do i don't think it's good for you but you can buy the new home to live and then rent out your current mm. home sure and that changes the uh, percentage down yeah you can use the anticipated rental on your on your departure residence because then i would be i would be swapping my homesteading mm-hmm. yeah huh so there's so many options and uh johnny don't worry about not being there because we're going to create a series of videos good. believe it or not as part of this that you can um actually take this seminar online or at home at, at eventually that's what's going to happen because we're going to be banging this all the time but please if you're interested this is the year i really want to make money in real estate 
you got to give us a call so you can get involved in this multifamily thing. And it is going to be high pressure. This is going to be a real educational event. And every aspect of the entire team, you got access to the pros, pros, experts in their field. It's your one-stop real estate shop. Buying a home, selling a home, stuck with a home, you don't know what to do. You've got to be worrying about your student loan debt. Uh, You're looking to refi. You need to check on your property insurance. It's tax time coming up. Maybe you are going to be doing some investments and you need to line up your portfolio and your finances. And I mean, everything. Man, everything you can think of in the world of real estate, you have a team assembled and they are so good at what they do. FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. Thanks for being with us on Facebook. Thanks for listening every Saturday. Remember at one o'clock on 1290 WJNO, our sister station, AM News Radio. You got Florida Talk Real Estate Luxury Edition uh, for Jim DePola. Man, I sure hope you keep feeling better. Good luck this afternoon. Thank you, Johnny. And Natalie actually was working today. She said, hey, guys, she said it about an hour ago. So sorry about that, Natalie. I Mike, have a Facebook. great weekend. You too, brother. Kinley, please do the same. Nice to see you. Thank you. Great to be here. Appreciate uh, it, guys. Thank you very much for being with us every Saturday. It's Florida Talk Real Estate. FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. And every Saturday, two hours of infotainment right here on Real Radio.